Welcome y'all to Rivals on Bikes. Hey, it's us Rivals Rob Deep. We're playing Kids on Bikes sponsored by Blue Microphone. Um, we're very pumped to have y'all. Uh, why don't we just go around and introduce ourselves starting with Sharif. My name is Sharif, he, him. Uh, I, I, I am playing Redacted uh, because, uh, <laughs> because we are building today, so we don't yes. know yet. Um, and I'm really excited. I've heard a lot about this game. Um, I've, I've, you know, I've uh, s seen some other people run it, so I'm excited to see what Masood has planned for us. Yes, I can't wait to take you all through it. Yeah. All right, Tanya. Hey, I'm Tanya. I have no idea what I'm doing today, so this is going to be an interesting journey. Uh, so pronouns she, her, cipher tier everywhere on in the internets, and uh, I'm excited slash scared to see what happens today. It's the right energy to carry. I'm very pumped. I'm going to use that. It's going to be good. <laughs> Latia up next. It's me, Latia, playing someone who is d desperately going to try to ride a Huffy because <laughs> Huffy bikes are the best bikes in, from like 30 years ago. Um, hi, uh, pronouns are she, her, and I'm real excited to play kids on bikes. We're excited to have you. And the cool thing about this game is we could make you ride a Huffy bike. That is not inconceivable. They have that in the world of our imagination. Sweet. Uh, Brandon, you're up next. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Uh, as everybody has said, I don't know who I'm playing as well, so we'll see. <laughs> um, actually, right before uh, the game, I actually biked all the way home, so I was trying to get in the mood Ooh. of what we'd be doing today. The vibe. So I'm yeah, excited to see what's going to happen. Method acting. That like, is, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Got my little bike, and I was trying to get it before the rain. You know? yeah. <laughs> That's good. Daniel Day-Lewis is modeling your technique right now, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, hey, I'm Masood. I'll be GMing. Uh, uh, this game, uh, you can find me on the internet at Marudboy, uh, where you can see your tags. My pronouns are he, him. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, Kids on Bikes. I love the system. It's very collaborative in nature and kind of coming from my wheelhouse of improv and comedy, very much of group narrative. Um, yeah, and I just want to give another shout out to Blue Microphones. All of our audio equipment that we're using today was provided to us by Blue. So if you're wondering, wow. How do I get my voice to mimic the smooth, dulcet tones I'm hearing right now? Uh, and you don't have a time machine to go back and be a radio DJ for four years. Then your best next bet is get a blue microphone. Um, nice. But yeah, <laughs> just doing a little bit of copy reading. You know how it goes. Uh, but yeah, let's get into it. So uh, Kids on Bikes, the way it's designed is it is basically like create your own Stranger Things. Um, you build a story together. It takes place usually in kind of like a rural setting, someplace that's not too far from um, an urban environment, but usually someplace kind of quiet. Um, but the first thing you do with any tabletop role playing as you do uh, is you want to set your boundaries. So at least for us, we reach out to one another about our lines and veils, um, and we're aware of that as we build the game. But if anything comes up that we're uncomfortable with, we're going to just mention to one another and move around it because the game is ultimately all of us designing it together. The first thing that we got to do for our game though is, hey, where are we playing it? Where is this game taking place? We're going to be building the world together. Um, and so from the book, Kids on Bikes should probably be set in a small town at any point in history um, before you had a video camera in the pocket at all times. It should be played in a place remote enough that the rest of the world um, just doesn't care about it, but close enough that, let's say, government helicopters could be there within three hours. Everyone in the town 
probably knows everyone else for better or for worse and people look out for each other but rumor also travels fast ultimately this is all up to you the beauty of the game is that we can set it up any way we want um if we want to do something set in the current time frame we totally can um i also want to say um there's a lot here in the game and it's designed that like uh we can play around with what I will say uh, the era that the game takes place in. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, let's let's just get it off to the start. Um, it's all about collaborative creation. So everyone at the table has a say in the world that we build and what it looks like, um, allowing us to have investment from the jump when we start playing. So first things first. You guys ready? This is where the input starts in from you all. Yeah. Uh, let's ask. What tone do we want to set for this game? Are we goofy? Are we serious? Somewhere in the middle? Mm, somewhere in the middle. I would think in the middle. Yeah, I think in the middle. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> as as much in the middle as a kid can think they are. I yeah, guess. yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I know awesome. when I used to think I was serious as a kid, it was really goofy. <laughs> even though I thought I was being serious. <laughs> well, that could be a problem for your character. You know, no one takes you serious. You're the boy who cries wolf, except when there's a slime monster coming out of the sewer uh i mean i would i would cry slime then it cry slime yeah all right next thing uh we're gonna ask (laughs) (laughs) is what time period does our game take place in is it the early 80s 60s 1920s 1776 um no too far no no no. so (laughs) i want the great thing about this game is we design it uh if you couldn't tell, folks who are watching, uh, there's a lot of melanin at the table. Uh, and I don't want to have mm. us have the usual problem of traveling back in time uh, to the U.S. when things weren't great for those without seasoning. So uh, mm-hmm. we're in a game of make-believe, mm-hmm. and I'm choosing to believe that this game is devoid of racially charged prejudice. So if we want to do something in the like early centennial America, we can do it in a certain way. Um, if you want to just stick to the current time frame, it's all up to you all. Uh, but hey, I'm going to leave it to you. What era do you want to set this game in? Man. I'll say the 60s. The 60s? I'll let you okay, cool. The 60s. Um, oh, yeah. Groovy. I'm here for it. I mean... I was thinking the 80s. Okay. I mean, we can... I'll do 80s, too. I'm like 80s and, you know, 60s or 80s. Cool. Yeah, 80s... I don't know. I, I can I can go either way. I, I, think, I think 80s is kind of the classic... Uh, Spielberg era, I guess. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. That, let's go with let's go with 80s that. perfect. Uh what year in the eighties do you want it to take place? Oh, Mid wow. late? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Specific year. Specific year, just for wow. some details. I'm not gonna get too particular about it. Like if you guys mentioned that you have like a toy Millennium Falcon, I was like, Well that is Star Wars didn't come out till nineteen eighty six and the game's taking place in nineteen eighty like I don't care. Oh my god. But if it's something like <laughs> super relevant, I'm d i am I might draw yeah. on some things for yeah. flavor. Like what movie came out that year? I'm gonna ask you guys like that you guys saw over the summer. Uh, but yeah, so uh give me a number one through ten, Latia. Actually, zero through nine. That's that's how, that's how this works. <laughs> oh, you're muted. Yeah, you're muted. Oh. This silly little mic. Uh, I'm looking at it like, uh, uh, nine, nine is my answer. My answer is nine. Heck yeah, nine. Um, so 1989. Perfect. The number. Because another summer. Because 
That's good. Because that oh way gosh. we're all alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, because when you started saying the 60s, I was like, well, <laughs> that's a little too far back. A little too far back. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. We could all do yeah. gross misinterpretations of history. I'm here for it. Um, sure. All right. Now let's get to the questions about the town. And for these, I'm going to ask each of y'all two questions, one at a time. And we're just going to go around the table and answer them. Um, so, Sharif, what mm-hmm. is the name of the town and state where our story takes place? Um, does, it, does it have to be a real Nah, dude. Place? You just made, uh, make it up. Uh, I'll say uh, Corrington. Uh, and it has to be in the States, kind of. Uh, um, yeah, I think for us, for what okay, we can yeah. draw on comfortably for our 80s okay. culture. Yeah. Uh, Corrington, uh, New York. So like upstate New York. Upstate like, New York. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Upstate New York. Like, I, I was... I was thinking you were going to say, like, it felt like a New Jersey-ish type place. Yeah. So it actually York, does sound like, like a New Jersey place, actually. <laughs> like, that might be my Jersey bias coming through. It does sound like a, <laughs> mm. it sounds like a you? Central Jersey or right. South Jersey place. Heck, yeah. Upstate New York. Corrington. And I'm, gonna, I'm spelling that with a C or a K? Uh, C. C-O-R-R-I-N-G. Yeah. I, w- I want to avoid as many Ks as possible. Yeah. Perfect. C's. Me here. <laughs> wow. Okay. And... <laughs> And with that, perfect time to take the mic away from Sharif. Uh, Tanya, what industry yes. is a, our location best known for? Like, what does everybody do in this town primarily? Oh, God, you're asking the city kid that didn't have to deal with a small town that everyone <laughs> worked in the same place. But use, use, uh, use some stereotypes, yeah. uh, you know? We, we can uh, build it to our we can We can subvert them. Yeah. Everyone works at the local... Um, legally distinct computer company oh, okay. that, that may have three blue letters for their logo. <laughs> <laughs> I, the IBS computer company. Oh, I yeah. like it. This is this is like Grand Theft Why? Auto. Like, like the Why FI IBS movie. though? <laughs> Why IBS? I love that. We said the, inflammatory the, tone, the tone was in between somewhere, and I'm 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 taking this. This is my middle line. I know. That. Why not know. EBM? We can go E. Wow. Go. I was just thinking more what IBS actually stands for. Yeah, of right. No, that's what I'm saying. Of course, uh, uh, it could be like the EDM company, and there's the just EDM? EDM music. They're just EDM. Oh my music god! Playing, like while people are working. What? No, no, real. For, so, so what do you guys want to set it as? I don't. I don't want to take. No, it's the computer company. But I like Shreve's idea of like. Yeah. They're, they're one of their subsidiaries is like EDM tracks and EDM machinery yeah. for DJs. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> cool. Heck yeah. Uh, awesome. And then I'm going to go to Latia next. Um, so that's what everyone usually like thinks about with Corrington, the thing about the EDM computer company. Um, what is the town famous for? Like, what do they pride themselves in? Ooh. Um... I think, like, we're the EDM computer company town, but I think we do this really small, but, like, really crowded fair every year. Heck yeah. That, like, brings in people from all over New York. Nice. So, like, 
Is it a summer fair? Is it a winter fair? Like what season? It's a f- it's a fall festival. Oh, nice. You get out of uh, New York, head out to see the leaves change. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god. What do you got? Pumpkin rides. Uh, sorry, like hay rides. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, like like hay rides and um, like if they time it just right, like the three days where you actually start to see the leaves change, it's like a whole. It's a thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, I love it. I'm gonna say there is like ooh, you guys. Every year, the haunted house wants to be better and better. And honestly, sometimes it's great, sometimes it isn't, but it is a big sting. <laughs> cool. All right, um, let's move on to Brandon. What is our town infamous for? Ooh. Well, well like, Ooh. was a scandal that happened in town, or was it like, did a murder take place 15 years ago that people Ooh. still talk about? Like, yeah. I will say... Um... Oh, like the local mayor had an affair with like one of the teachers oh. of the high school. Oh my Ooh. god! Oh, Drama. scandal! Drama affair <laughs> with wow. one of the teachers. I'm gonna ask a, a tough question to you. Mm-hmm. Was it? Did it used to be their teacher? Oh man! No, oh no, they're god. the same age. Yeah, they're the they're same, same age. age. Like the 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 mayor's like daughter goes to this high school. Uh-huh. And then, like, you know, they, the teacher and the mayor both married. Got it. Got it. Got it. The secret of her. And the daughter found out. If I wanted to, you know, get that. And the daughter Mm. leaves it. Hell yeah. I I love that question, though. The same teacher. Like, uh, like it was some youngish teacher. Oh, man. That's crazy. (laughs) All right. Now, back to you, Sharif. How is the town doing economically? And why? Is it prospering? Is it floundering? Is it stagnant? I'd say it's kind of stagnant. Like, I'd say that it used to be sort of the leading, Mm -hmm. one of the leading computer, like, manufacturing places. Mm -hmm. It's not quite on the down. It's, it's like, not like a, you know, a steel town where all the plants close. Mm -hmm. But it is one where everyone knows that it's reaching capacity and they're looking for ways to attract other industry or go into other... You know, um, they're like looking for ways for like new things to get the, the government is looking for new, new things to either attract like new businesses there um, or something like that. Wow. Perfect. Um, awesome. So it used to be do- booming. Let me just repeat it back. So I yes. got it. it used to be booming, but now everyone knows it's kind of reaching capacity. Yeah, um, and it's lo- like EDM isn't really looking for new hires the way they were. Um, yes. like facilities kind of set, um, and they local governments out looking for like new things to attract businesses. Yeah, um, awesome. Uh, Tanya, what yes. is a notable local organization? And this could be like a charity, it could be like a parent group, it could be something that's like good, it can be bad. Just what do yeah? What's a notable local organization? Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go the way people probably don't expect and say, there's a, a well-known gang, for, you know, for this town. Uh, oh, okay. some of them are, are techies that were former EDM employees oh, and they got yeah. let go in a, in a very suspicious way. So now they're like on this crusade. So kind of like, 
you know, if you played Watch Dogs, so they're almost like Dead Sec, but in the oh. 80s. So they carry around floppies and like these two <laughs> meg. <laughs> I love it. These I like two it. meg uh, memory sticks. The retro it. hacking. I'm here for it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Phone freaking. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Phone. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and they're, you know, just as a nod back to us, their name is, they're just, the code name is Rivals. Heck yeah. <laughs> I love that. All my plans fit on 1.44 megabytes. <laughs> mm, so hours. are they small plans? <laughs> They're big plans. Many kilobytes of plans. Oh my god. Oh, now I want to do a video god. game load like that. Heck yeah. Like uh, so retro all, dead sick. Local organizations, a well-known gang. Some of them are techies. They were let go from EDM. And now they're raging against the company. Uh, the gang is called Rivals. Yes. Right. Heck yeah. I like that. Um, let's see. Uh, Latia, what is a notable landmark? Like, what's something uh, about the town that's pretty notable? Like, hey, we're going to go to blank or something happens here. Um, I'll kind of throw it back to the kind of haunted house idea. Yeah. The house itself is a landmark. Like, it's open to the public year round, except for the, you know, week or two that they've set it up for the haunted house. Oh. Um, it used to be. Um, it used to be. I think it used to be like the old town hall. Ooh. Town hall. That they then converted, but now it's also like a historic landmark. But yep, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Is there like a gift shop in there as well, and like some people who just like treat it as a museum? Yeah, yeah. And I think like if it were now, there'd probably be like two or three rooms that you could rent out as Airbnbs. Yeah. Um, but for for this, it's just you know tour the you know so-and-so mansion and you know pick up a a keychain on your way out so uh what is mm. the name of the mansion is oh boy yeah. and then if you if uh, we, we can throw this to the group as well um uh, what feels like a right name but if you got one jumping out of the pocket yeah i don't have a name off the off the cuff so i feel like it'd be so this is the old city hall right yeah. Mm -hmm. So it'd be some kind of weird pun on like that Corrin fact. the Corrington. Like, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, I don't know. Hollow uh, sphere or something. That's really <laughs> bad. Uh, uh <laughs> No, Corin Hall. Corin Hall. Corin Hall. Oh. Corin Hall. <laughs> I like that. That sounds like where I used to register for Corn classes Hall. in college. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it's actually, uh, this is the town um, where Cornhole was discovered, but it was originally called Cornhole. Uh, Cornhole. <laughs> Perfect. Ooh, wow. uh, all right. Brandon, you're up next. What is another mm -hmm. notable local landmark? Um, what's uh, like another like place that is important to uh, this town? Uh... I would say uh, a peach farm. Peach farm, yes. Mm -hmm, a peach farm. Right. Yeah. Who's? Uh, it's I like, like one it. of. Oh, are you gonna say no, 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 no. I, I love it. A, a peach oh. farm in upstate New York, dude. That's a that's super yeah. rare. I'm sure that draws a little bit of a crowd. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. They're one of the like the juiciest peaches that mm. like, you know, in the United States. So a lot of people go visit to you know take some. Nice. Um, what yeah. is the, the name of the farm? 
Um, oh. For some reason, Archie's. Archie's, Archie's Peach Farm. Archie's. Yeah. Heck Good yeah. old yes. Archie. Good old Archie. <laughs> yes. Archie is a staple in Florington. Yeah. He's lived there for like 60 years. Yes. Yeah, okay. He's still while. alive. He's still alive. He's still alive. Um, yeah, yeah. He's still there. Yeah, he's uh, dating Betty and Veronica. Can't decide. Get out of here. Wow. Can't decide uh, between the two. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, and then uh, this is the last question for all y'all. Um, what is the name of the high school and what is their mascot? Oh, God. Okay. A parakeet. Parakeet. Okay, Heck parakeet. yeah. Parakeet. Okay. I don't know what the, okay. what the name so, is. So, so, so this town's small enough that there'd be like one high school. Like yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say, well, we never decided uh, population size, but let's say um, it's a maximum of maybe like... Five thousand? Yeah, like a couple yeah. thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Well, if the um, mascot's a parakeet, uh yeah. I mean Corn High would be kind of boring, I guess. Uh Corn High. Or you could it could be named after a historical figure if you guys want to like uh make it like Howard Taft High School or Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I mean, I guess Corn High. I guess we could just go Corn with that. High? Um, I'm good with that. I was going to say, like, yeah. like, I kind of wanted something more creative. I want I'm, something I'm to, that right give now. me a, uh, alliterative power with the parakeets. I want, it, I I want think, something that, I th- like. I, I think it should have the, the parakeets and the peaches somehow. Yeah. <laughs> In it. um, it's a, it's well, a parakeet that's eating a peach. Well, that could be the color. Like, the, the school's color is like peach and something else. Um. What about. Perpetual peace and parakeets. Ah, uh, perpetual oh, wow. peace. Wow. Oh, like, our, what, what? Oh, what? Our Lady and, of Wow, this is like a Catholic peace. school. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Catholic mm. peach parakeet well, school. How about this? It, it, like, it <laughs> used it. to be um, the town. Obviously, when it first uh, was created, it was like um, Catholic settlers who set up in the area. They built the school. They called Our Lady of Perpetual Peace. Um, but over time, as it's gone on, um, the names stayed the same but uh, it became a public school for everyone who needed to be there um i actually went to a middle school called uh churchville for a very similar reason um mm. yeah our lady mm. of perpetual peace um but we just call it perpetual perpetual peace, peace. and uh the parakeets eating a peach oh my god guys i'm gonna <laughs> Hold i'm on. gonna hate wait I'm a minute you saying this <laughs> What about Our Lady of Perpetual Peaches? Our Lady of Perpetual Peaches. We definitely need someone to, yes. to uh, draw perpetual this, peach uh, this uh, logo. Oh, yes. Perpetual, <laughs> peach, perpetual peach High. Perpetual Peach High. That's yeah. good. PPH. Yeah. I like it. Well, I think like that could give uh, sort of relevance to like Archie and Archie's family. Like maybe they have been there like before the um, town was known for EDM. It was a peach farm it was like people mm-hmm. from all over came here for the peaches um it's once again why how are you else are you going to get peaches if not from georgia you go to corrington it's true mm-hmm. okay it's true it's facts now, this one um i want to take some time for y'all to think about everyone is going to share one rumor about the town because especially uh in a small town rumors drive a lot of what goes on I'm going to write these rumors down, keeping them in mind so they can influence the upcoming game. Um, 
And though there may be sources for the rumor, the player that the players can't even imagine. Also, also, not all rumors have any truth to them. And we can discuss what that looks like for us, but um, just keep in mind that as long as you're within the bounds of what the group has decided to include in the game, there are no wrong answers. Ooh, what if Archie really isn't related to the Peach Farmer family? He just happened... He was like a mass murderer and took someone's look no i'm I'm going somewhere with this it's a rumor yeah absolutely yeah it's it's a rumor it doesn't have to be true and he fled to covington to escape what he's done and he's lived under this false name and false identity all this time and somehow no one's found all the bodies Nice. Um, come on, a small town rumor like that's there's a, not one. Yes, yeah. that's good. I, I I I look, like that. And this rumor could have no basis in it. It's a rumor, look, Ar- right? Look, Ar- Archie raised mm. me. How dare you talk about <laughs> Archie like that? We haven't that. made our characters yet. Ar- Archie's my surrogate no. dad. How dare you? The bodies. The bodies are how the peaches grow. Yeah, the bodies are how oh, the peaches grow. God, that's, that's the secret sauce. That's why they're, they're fertilizing so it. Oh my god, um, they're buried under the peach farm. Oh, oh man. And uh, not to break the flow, but someone did ask if we had an explanation for Kids on Bikes uh, in the chat. So uh, I've oh, given my I rumor. Think... I will go find uh, the website for it. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's like re- Renegade Games. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, uh, ooh, I love that rumor. I like that a lot. Um, anyone else got, got another? Take your time. We can sit on these, like, let what feels good. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I, I I have a rumor. Okay. Uh, so that scandal that was mentioned, um, the mayor and the teacher, with the right? mayor and the teacher. So it was actually the teacher. Th- so give me names. A rumor. Give, give a me names. Rumor. You got um, name these characters for me. Okay. So the so the teacher's name is uh, Rachel Fitwicky. Rachel Fitwicky, cool. Uh, oh my god! And the, I hope you write that down because I'm probably gonna forget it ever. Since. I, I, uh, dude, I'm. I'm and, here. and the mayor's name is uh, Noah uh, Bromington. Bromington. So. Mayor Bromington. Yes. So, so, so there's a rumor that uh, Rachel actually blackmailed. Uh, mayor bromington in the like she basically said like i know something about your past and uh you know uh so like uh, she's been making up these rumors about the affair herself Uh to blackmail him because of something about his past oh in his past that's how the uh affair started yeah allegedly um and uh just from my knowledge are they now together? Is that what makes this like so juicy? Is that they like, um, like now now they're married. She's the new mayor's wife. Like, oh, that's okay, like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that works. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is spicy. This is right, this is spicy. spicy. <laughs> uh, awesome. Um, cool. And then uh, Brandon, Latia, mm-hmm. rumors. Mm-hmm. Well, we already went with the murder rumor, so probably not that one. Uh, give me a little. I'll let Latia go first. Take your time. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is session zero, baby. We've got we've got time to build it out and sort of do what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And the first the first biggest step is building our world, and then we're going to decide how we build our characters around it. Which feels I cool. love this approach to building a world, by the way. Like it's asking questions around the it feels like around so good. the horn. Yeah, it's man. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, okay. I think I got it. Valid. Go ahead, Brandon, because I'm still thinking. Uh, there is a local rumor that um, let me see, that there is someone who is stealing hearts from the local hospital after people um, have passed someone is stealing hearts and they they don't have a clue who or what is doing it wow and it's what just the hearts the rest of the body just the the rest of the body's intact yes Mm -hmm. well are we talking like hearts actually like 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 they've like removed them and they're going to be donated or people are like Going into no, people's is, bodies and taking hearts. Yeah, they're taking it, and oh. what they they leave they leave a rose behind as a mark. That, oh, that part of sweet! Them. Yeah. Taking hearts. Sweet. So that, that that's how they know it's the same person who's oh, doing it. Oh man, it's a calling card wow. of the murderer. So oh, someone is, yeah. and, but they're not even. They're from the hospital. These people are are dead. They're taking hearts out of cadavers. Yeah. So is it really murder? Right? Like it's some some. Yeah, that's the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Oh man, that is that's the whole thing. Like wow. you know, they're trying to figure out what is going on and why uh, they're being taken and who is doing it or what thing is doing it. Who is doing it? Um, cool. I'm gonna have a super tame rumor. Um, go for it. No, 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 go for it. No, no, no. Uh, so the main street of Corrington, which is called. Um, Uh, High Hill Road. High Hill Road. Because it's because it it kind of slants a little bit. Um, hot High Hill. It's not as high as it is as it seems. Okay. Um, they say um, like it's in like some B footage from a movie from the seventies, from like the early seventies. But like no one can, no one knows what the name of this movie is. No one has a copy of this movie. <laughs> yeah. No one has ever been able to find like any evidence that. Someone brought a camera, a, a film crew to Corrington. It was Ooh. in a movie. No, I I swear to you. Uh, what's it called? Um, uh, Charlie Chaplin did a bit on this hill, like, but it was lost exactly. in the transfer from. Yeah, I like that. I love it. Oh, thank you for that link, Tanya. That uh, command. You're welcome. I didn't realize I disappeared. My, yeah. rumor, my rumor was too. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I was like, "Wow, that's a rumor for sure." Yo, CIA, CIA was like, "We got it, we got it, we got to get this one." <laughs> rumor was too good. The rumor was too good. <laughs> Heck yeah! Um, awesome guys. Uh, is there anything else? This is like kind of brings us to the end of the story, des- uh, or at least the world building. Is there anything else you all want to add? I, I want to go through. And read this back to us. So if we want to add a little more depth in any capacity, we can. Um, so we wanted to um, name the town Corrington, New York. It's in upstate New York. Um, the, the town is known for yeah. um, being an EDM computer company. They're now uh, moving on to actually creating uh, electronic dance music. Um, very ahead of its time. Um, is town is famous for the Fall Festival. Is there a name for the Fall Festival or is it just the Fall Festival? It's just the fall festival. Fall fest. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. When we're in those small towns, somebody says the festival, and that's like the only thing like happening. So they're mm-hmm. like, you don't need a name for it. Yeah. That's People don't happened. know what came first, Corrington or the Fall Festival. They're like mm. so tied together. Yeah. It's true. Mm. Cool. Uh, what is our town infamous for? The local mayor, Noah Bramington, had an affair with one of his teachers, Rachel Fitwicky. Um, they are the same age, but Noah's daughter leaked it. Um, mm. And then, um, how is the town doing economically? We know they're stagnant. It used to be booming, but now everyone knows it's kind of reaching its capacity. Um, they're looking to the government. Uh, Noah and his team are looking uh, for new things to attract business there. A local notable organization is, are the Rivals, a gang uh, who are all techies. They were let go from EDM. They're now raging against the company. Um, and they're using their floppy disk hacking skills uh to take down this behemoth yeah. uh we got a, a, lo- a local notable landmark is uh corn hall um it's a haunted house during the fall festival but the rest of the year um it's a gift shop and museum it used to be the town hall it's actually the first building that was established in uh cornington was corn hall um love it and no it was never used to store corn in the winter, people just keep saying that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Another local, uh, notable local landmark is uh, Archie's Peach Farm. Um, it's the juiciest peaches in the U.S. and it's been historically as such. Um, Archie is still alive. Is what is Archie's last name? Is it Archie Peach? Is I don't know, I don't know if anyone knows. Uh, like he's been around yeah. so long. It's just yeah. Ar- that's just Archie. He's just old Archie. Old man old Archie. Archie. Old man Archie. And that feeds into uh, the um, rumor, right, uh, about his background of being a mass murderer. Because it's – no one calls him Mr. Peach. They call him Old Man Archie. He's like, oh, please call me Archie. Um, perfect. And then the name of the high school and the mascot is Our Lady of Perpetual Peaches. Parakeet eating a peach is uh, our mascot. God, I'm gonna hate saying that. Um, <laughs> I'm already, I already tell. Uh, I love um, the alliteration, though. It's great. Yeah, it's good. It's very good. Yeah. Um, cool. And then we are going back over our rumors. So um, we talked about this a little. Oh, sorry, I don't want to rush along. Was there anything else you all wanted to add? Were there other tidbits you wanted to? I, I. Uh, so, sorry. Go, go ahead. I just wanted to say that it seems that there should be a small lake nearby. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, maybe like half an hour's drive from the city and a cabin that must that somehow always stays in good enough shape for someone to stay in it yeah an hour away um there is a small cabin that uh is like up for rent owned by the city Right? Does that feel? Yeah, owned by question mark. Owned by question mark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I also want want to mention, you know, for my uh, <laughs> people that are from the New Jersey or New York area, this is not like Westchester. This is not like an immediate suburb of New York City. Mm-mm. This is like up. This is like I would say maybe an hour or two from, away from the city. From yeah. So it's far what if enough it's away. even like. Let's say it's it's like even farther. 
hour and a half away from Rochester. Like, oh, that's, okay. It's wow. like okay. Base, yeah, yeah, it's, it's basically okay. the border with uh, gotcha. Ni- like Niagara. Like that's yeah, yeah. Up, up in the Buffalo near Buffalo. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're we're good. Okay, got Heck it. Yeah. Um. Cool. Uh, we yeah, and then um, small lake, half an hour away. There's a small cabin up by it. Um, yeah. Anything else, guys? No, no. Sounds good cool. to me. We're just gonna go over the rumors real fast. Then um, Archie is not related to the Peach family. Actually, a mass murderer who fled to Corrington. The bodies are how the peaches grow. Um, Rachel Fitwicky was the person who blackmailed um, the mayor Bramington into the affair and she is now the mayor's wife that's why they're still together um mm-hmm. oh can i tack mm-hmm. on to the the archie's peaches rumor yeah yeah absolutely please that's what it's so so, so oh the rumor God. is the rumor is that he has to kill at least one person a year so that the peaches can keep <laughs> like oh the, my god it's <laughs> a sacrifice to the peach god this is children of the corn yeah this is good <laughs> Wow. Children of the Corn. Yeah, what have we done? I love it. <laughs> how else? How else could you explain a peach farm in upstate, in upstate New, New York? York. How, how does it? How do peaches survive in that cold? Mm-hmm. You know why? Exactly. You, you, wow. The blood keeps it warm. Uh, <laughs> perfect. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we got uh, the mayor's wife, um, and then another rumor is. Uh, someone is stealing hearts from the local hospital, and there mm-hmm. is no clue as to who's doing it. The rest of the body is intact, but they're taking the hearts out of the cadavers and leaving a single rose. Um, mm-hmm. Why is this going on? Who is doing it? And for what purpose? The police are baffled. And then, it. finally, High Hill Road. It was in a movie. Nobody knows which one, but it was definitely used in one. Um, perfect, guys. This is great. We know a lot about Corrington. Um, now we're gonna go into the second part of the creation, our character creation. So I hope you guys feel a little bit excited about this. Yeah, um, it's the best part. We're gonna be doing uh, a little bit. I'm gonna ask you to do a little bit of reading in this part, so you guys feel comfortable with what your characters are. Um, but I'm sorry. I was. I can't do this. I wasn't told I'd be reading. Sorry. Just letting you know. <laughs> right. Um. So the first one. Um that we do is the way the game works is you select a trope um so to streamline the character creation process the game uses a set of trope that you can utilize to start the game uh, to get into a character more quickly um these tropes which fall into categories like loner weirdo stoic professional or brilliant mathlete will determine your character's stat die and streamline some choices for you um, and I, cr- I have a handout available to you all in uh, mm-hmm. our game that include- lists all the tropes. Um, here's what I'll say. Choose the trope that you're most interested in playing. There's no right or wrong answer here. Um, and you and I will work together to make sure that whatever your character chooses, you'll be central to the story of the game. And remember, and this is the big one, selecting a trope does not mean that you'll be forced into a certain style of play. Mm-hmm. You know, true, the brutish jock isn't going to be as charming as the popular kid. But, you know, as in life, be careful not to assume too much about it personally uh, based on a few descriptors. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't find a trope that fits your sense of character, um, we'll work together to create a character from the ground up. Um, this will take a little bit more time, but if you already got a clear vision of what you want your character to be, we can definitely work through that. Um, and... Uh, 
These ones we'll get to a little bit later, but in the bottom right corner uh, of your trope sheet, you'll find two question specifics uh, to your trope and likely your age. Um, these are going to help flesh out who you are. You don't need to answer these out loud, but by the end of the character creation process, you should know what your answers are. So I personally don't answer them. Don't don't answer those questions. You're going to know a little bit more of your character um, as you get through it. Um, I'm going to read a little bit something for you all and for uh, folks uh, who are watching at home about the stats. Um, so for character stats in Kids on Bikes, um, the ki this trope that you choose determine how you assign die to your six stats. That's how this game works. Instead of um, rolling a d20 and then adding modifiers to it, you have a specific die associated to um, the six stats that are in the game. Um, the six stats are brains, um, brawn, fight, flight, charm, and grit. Um, and here's how they break down. Brains, this stat determines how book smart a character is. This will determine how well they understand problems and how well they're doing in school and how quickly they can solve academic problems. This is what you needed for all of Sharif's problems in our uh, last <laughs> session. Uh, next is brawn. This uh, stat determines just how much brute strength a character has. It does not determine um, how well they can fight, just how well they can lift things, how much physical damage they can take. Um, it also can determine how physically intimidating a character is. Just like, what does your build look like? That's what brawn is going to be determining. Um, mm -hmm. Fight... This stat determines how good a combatant a character is with whatever weapons or fighting skills you decide your character knows. While a character with a high fight stat won't be able to pick up a gun and use it as effectively if they've never fired one before, this stat will make them good with weapons they do have experience with. Also, they'll be able to learn how to use new weapons or fighting styles more easily if given proper training. Up next is Flight. This stat determines how fast a character is, as well as how skilled they are as evading their problems, both literally and figuratively. Um, characters with a high uh, flight stat can be fast and tough to trap both physically and verbally. So if you're like quick and you don't really get uh, caught up in traps, or if you need to make a quick getaway from a conversation, you can use flight instead of the next skill, which is charm. Or if you like want to like weasel your way out of a ticket or something, you could use flight accordingly um charm this stat determines how socially adept a character is this is charisma um for lack of a better term um how good they are at reading emotions uh and also this is one's cool how good they are at reading emotions of another person or group of people so like hmm. how empathetic if you want to like try to like use social understanding of like what a vibe is in the room you can use charm as well um and you can talk themselves out of tough situations into good ones with relative ease but within reason. Um, and then uh, the final last one is grit. This stat determines how hard it is to break a character emotionally or physically. Um, so characters with a high grit stat will be able to keep a level head in the worst of situations um, and able to keep their cool when pushed hard. So I don't know. Let's say you're a part of the um, the uh, Our Lady of Perpetual Peace's uh, parakeet pinball team. <laughs> um, and someone is trash talking you uh, in the middle of your match uh, as you're trying to get the high score. I might ask you to make a grit check of uh, six to try and beat it, be uh, as opposed to like uh, a government agency 
um, is interrogating you. How well do you handle under the pressure? Roll me a grit check. Um, and the best thing that I think about grit is it also determines how street smart as a character you are. So you have uh, brains, which is like academic problems, but street smart is going to be grit. Um, so the higher the stat is, a better a, better, um, a character is at skills involving that stat. Um, and they're more likely to succeed when using the stat. There's no guarantee that you'll roll your maximum, generally. Um, characters will be able to better able to pass checks with higher die. Um, and we'll get into a little bit more of the mechanics as we get closer to the game. Um, but uh, basically, a d20, you're superb at it. People can tell by meeting you. You're just naturally really good at that stat. Um, d12 is impressive. d10 is above average. d8 is below average. D6 is bad, and D4 is terrible. You are you are trash at that. Um, and then, um, so just a little tidbit from the book. When creating your character, think carefully about how your D20 and your D4 stat balance each other out. If your character has a high D20 in charm and a D4 in fight, a flight, consider what that means for your character. Have they always been able to talk their way out of the problems instead of running from them, including gym class? Or were they always so slow that they had to use humor and kindness to compensate for their inability to escape? Um, think about how your other stats relate to this balance, too. So how, what's the interplay um, that happens here? Um, so I, I know I did a lot of word vomit out of Does that feel mm-hmm. good? Yeah. We're doing okay? Yeah, it, yeah. Makes, it makes sense to me. Perfect. I'm going to go um, into... A little bit um one of the other things that you get to decide when you after you make trope selections for your character are your ages your strengths your flaws and your first name we'll get to all the other stuff in a little bit um i'm going to tell you a little bit about age in this game there are three major ages that you can assign your character a child a teen or an adult and you can pick what your age is in between that but there are some um specific bonuses that you get according to each age um children automatically receive the quick healing strength which we'll get a little bit more into strengths in a moment and they cannot take the rebellious strength and then when rolling stat checks um children add plus one to flight and charm um so as they're fast and likable they're kids um teens automatically get rebellious strength and when rolling stat checks they add plus one to fight and brawl so because they're they're teens they're rebellious um and they're willing to sort of as we can see with gen z uh do a lot um (laughs) they're pugnacious and in their prime adults automatically receive the skilled at strength so you can pick one thing to be skilled at and i'm going to point this out to you this can be legal or illegal um define it as you want and then when rolling stat checks, adults add plus one to their brains and grit checks. Even if they aren't always geniuses, they've seen enough of the world to know what it is about and not to get shaken by it much. So there's mm-hmm. uh, definitely advantages to having a well-rounded crew. You could do all kids, and that sets up like a different vibe or all teens. Um, but yeah, it's just something to consider as you all are building it out and selecting the tropes. Um, and then... The last thing I'm going to say is about strength and flaws, and then I'm just going to be quiet and let you guys like read and build what you need to build. Um, strength and flaws. Once you've selected your trope and age, choose from the strength and flaws, which you can see in the handout, uh, associated with the characters. Strengths are the mechanical advantages that your character will have when playing the game. And while, on the other hand, flaws are not mechanical. 
they'll just help you develop your character's personality. Um, and then you choose two strengths and two flaws associated with your character trope. Um, or if you want to draw from a larger list, um, the full list can be found in the appendixes I, I linked you all. Um, but yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is like, if you want to invoke uh, a skill in order to help guide you, like overcome a challenge, like to give you direction on like why your character would be able to do it, it um, strengths are going to be the way you're going to go. And flaws um, aren't going to be like, you're not, let's say you're, um, let me look at one of the flaws right now. Um, let's see. Because you're disloyal, you're not going to get a minus on your charm check. That's not going to happen. But you get to okay. decide personally, why are you disloyal? What, what is okay. the backstory um, that sort of builds into that? Cool. And how many of each do we get? Uh, you choose two strengths and two flaws. Okay. Cool. cool. And so now um, I'm going to let you guys... It, are there any questions first and foremost? Mm, no. Not off no. the bat. Not off the bat. Tanya, you disappeared again for a moment. <laughs> Peace. Sorry, my camera is apparently doing weird things. Uh -huh, okay. Um, if I switch cameras, will that mess up the overlay for you, Masood? I don't think so. And I can um um fast. I might be able to fix it on the fly. Yeah. Yeah, my DSLR must be overheating because this is now the second time it's done it. Mm. Tanya's talking to us from the Corrington Woods. Yeah, this is this, yeah, this is part of your character. You're always disappearing, like like. That is my that is my power. There you go. <laughs> Very cool. Except none of you were supposed to know that yet. Oh well. Um, uh, I'm gonna switch to my webcam. Hopefully, it doesn't screw anything up. Do what you gotta okay. do. In the meantime, if there are no other questions, I'm just gonna play some nice tunes for y'all. Uh, oh, to let y'all soundtrack. Ooh, tunes. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry about how that loud now. that is. I don't think we'll hear it. Oh no. So I'd like to since you mentioned this, can I add something to the lore of yeah. of Corrington? Absolutely. That's please. If you guys have let's other say, agendas, yeah. Since you're talking about playing music, let's say that there's like a D like a Casey Kasem-esque DJ, like a okay. like a radio personality in oh, Corrington. Yeah. That is like, you know, p people don't know much about him. Well, well, well her or um, mm -hmm. and, and they're like the, uh, you know, they're like the uh, like the person like everybody tunes into the same station. It's the 80s, like, you know, like it's like, it's there's no music uh, video. MTV's just sort of coming out. People yes. are still like, oh, uh, yeah. Heck yeah. It's the only yeah. place um, that's playing good music right now man everything else is like still country yeah. from the 70s now we're getting like that real like um a little bit of like earth wind and fire a little bit of like zeppelin and even some hip-hop because it's 1989 oh if it's 89 oh yeah, yeah. like I, i'm i'm just a little bit of eric b and rakim going yeah, on there absolutely. We, we got some public enemy going on <laughs> there yeah. yes For okay sure. uh what is the name of the radio station like give me like four letters um how about W-Z-Y-T? W-Z-Y-T, yeah. W-Z-Y-T. Sure, yeah, W-Z-Y-T. There you go. W-Z-Y-T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, cool. W-Z-Y-T. Um, and then uh, what's the station called? Uh, hmm. 
Uh, all these stations usually have hot in the words. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. It should just be yeah. <laughs> hot zit. No, W-Y-Z-Y-T. It's hot corn in the morning. Hot corn. How about... Oh, it's usually like... The, the, Peach yeah. and Keats. Oh, yeah. The Peach and Keats. I like that. Peach hey, and you're Keats. Listening to Peach, uh, this is the radio station Peach and Keats. Yeah. Peach and Keats. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and then, what is the name of this local celebrity? Uh, the, this uh, specific DJ. I'll, well, I'll say that they have a radio name. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, oh, for, oh of course. They're, yeah. That's not the real name. Nobody knows who they are. That's yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like... Uh, uh sparky yeah cj sparky Sparky. yeah yeah sparky yeah uh question i just realized when you're done doing that please you said adults get skilled as a strength so does that mean we get skilled and one thing or skilled in two things you are you get skilled and two things you you get skills and then you pick two within your trope and yeah so that's a benefit uh, you have. You you basically get three skills while everyone else has two. Well, no, everyone yeah. will have three because you'll get either rebellious strength as a teen, or you'll get um, okay. I don't think you might not get one as okay. a kid. So so everyone gets a skill as a trope. Plus you pick two more from the you get you get a skill because from of the your skill age, list, and then you pick okay. two from your tro- right. within your trope. Yeah. Do you also? Oh, get they a- have to be under a trope. Um, not necessarily. I'm 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 comfortable with like kind of moving it around. You just have to explain to me why. That's all okay. I need. Yeah. Okay. I'm a kind of benevolent GM. I got it. I'm here for this music. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> They're a local Chicago band called North and Wells. Um, they told me I oh. could put this stuff up, and I highly recommend listening Sweet. to them. Yes. Sparky is blessing us. Yeah. Uh, What's up, Chicago? You, thank so. you, DJ Sparky. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because I picked none of the flaws associated with the trope that I want to do. So that's fine. Flaw, uh, flaws don't even. Once again, like as we described, are like purely story. Like they're gonna just define mm-hmm. your character more. So like, so I'm really comfortable if you have like a specific design for what your character is like going to be or like that vibe. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, adhere to like ritual and like yeah. uh, uh like pretty much following the rules. Uh, the chat can't really hear the music that we've got, so if you could give them the band name again. Oh yeah, North see. and Wells. I can also put it up slightly for them. All right, I think I got my very stuff. cool. Yeah, I think they, uh, team straight. Oh, uh, straight and flaw. Right, two strengths, two flaws. Okay, yeah. I am this. Oh, this just makes me want to play Mafia Three. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Mafia Three is set twenty years earlier than what we're doing. Mm. Well, I mean, someone could. Uh, oh, uh, I just saw the chat. Uh, tripping clutch. Wzyt music that pops. I'm. That's. <laughs> no. That's, oh my that's, God. that's going oh in. Oh my you, God. No, it's the no, '80s. You no. gotta know someone's yeah. doing that. Uh, They're gonna no. Please. Music no. That pops. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Like in in like after they say that they would play a popping note. Oh yeah yeah it's no. It's, <laughs> I don't no. have the sound file, but clearly it's some people love it, some people hate it. <laughs> it's like a it's like the it's like the the pop that's in the song lollipop. Oh. Like it's not it, it's it's not gross. Yeah. It's just 
redone. It's like a balloon popping. Music that pops. Yeah. I've written my notes. One more flaw. (laughs) Take your time, guys. We're doing good. I have plenty of flaws, IRL. I don't need more in the game. (laughs) So, just to be clear, we're not filling out, like, motivation and Uh, that stuff. Like, we're just doing this... The trope, strength, and flaws, and that's it. Right. And you can fill out some of the other stuff, um, but just, like, first name is the big one that I just need for you all. Um, And then we can fill out those other major questions um, as we get to the end. But if you've got something in mind, feel free to vibe it. This is the last track I have set for this uh, time. No rush. I've got other music prepared, but it's going to be a shift. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm good. I think think you're good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's everybody. Let's go into it. Awesome. Um, Perfect. So now uh, that we have the basics of our characters, um, let's sort of establish. Oh, why don't we describe a little bit of what we got so far? Why don't we go around and share what you feel uh, comfortable with? Um, So we can also learn, um, as folks who might not have played this game, what are some of the strengths and options available to you? Um, I'm going to start with Brandon this time. Okay. Uh, should we start off with the name? Yeah, give me your first name. Okay, first name is uh, London. London. Very cool. Yeah, London. I like it. Yeah, uh, he is 17 years uh-huh. old. Um, his strengths are he's cool under pressure. Um, he's protective. Um, and for his flaws, I put he's vain and he's very paranoid. Okay, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget to add rebellious because it sounds like you're oh, a yeah, yeah. so you get that free. Yeah, you yeah. get that free. So, okay. A free rebellion. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd love to ask, what trope were, did you draw on to make London? Um, where, oh, let me see. I think it was the bullish, uh, Brutus Jock. Brutus Jock. Okay. okay. Cool. Yeah. So, let me double check. I'm going to go back. Yeah, uh, Brutus, or, yeah, Brutus cool. Jock. Perfect. Um, so you, so London, he's 17 years old. Uh, he's plays on a sports team, um, at mm. Our Lady of Perpetual Peaches. Um, we'll fill that, we'll fill out a little bit more of what he's playing. Um, but mm. yeah, awesome. Uh, let's go to Latia. All right. So, uh, I am Micah. I am seven, M I C A H. M I C A H. Yep. Uh, Micah is 17 years old. Um, she is prepared, rebellious, and wealthy. Nice. Mm. Uh, she is the child of absent rich parents, so they they let her do whatever she wants. Uh, and she is blunt and superstitious. She is a conspiracy theorist. Oh, Ooh. heck yeah. Mm. I like Sweet. that. Um, and then, so, uh, what trope did you lead into for Micah? Conspiracy. Oh, conspiracy. Conspiracy. There is the one. Nice. That is yes. that is a fun one because of also the world that we're building is kind of revolving around a conspiracy. That could be a good way of how um, it gets introduced to the group. Um, lovely. Uh, Tanya, you're up next. Oh, uh, my character's name Colleen. Colleen. Uh, she's like 25. 25. An adult. Very cool. Um, she is the loner weirdo. Uh huh. And um, she's skilled at pretending to know how to talk to people. She can get by in the world. Uh, She's quick healing and wealthy. Mm. You know, her parents worked at EDM 
and they mysteriously died. So she's been left a lot of money. Ooh. Um, but she's also very clumsy and absent-minded. She can trip on totally flat ground if she's not careful. <laughs> and has it's was she's memory. Lovely. Colleen. Let's go to Sharif. Alright, so my character's name is Clyde. Clyde. Um, I drew off of the overprotective parent trope. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. so Clyde is 19 a young parent um, oh. Clyde uh, basically do you disappeared want to be, yeah, do you it? want him to be a teenager or an adult in your opinion yeah so so he's 20 years old so he's, it's, okay you said 19 but I, I oh, sorry, sorry, well 19 yeah 19 no, no, 20 whichever I'm good yeah, yeah. 20 so, so he's a young adult yeah yes so he disappeared um, around high school, I'd say freshman year or so, and mm-hmm. came back with a kid. Uh, yeah, All so right. he kind of came back to the neighborhood with this baby. Uh, no one knows who the mom is or where the baby came from, mm-hmm. but he is a young, o- overprotective parent. Um, so the strengths are protective and prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, the flaws are secretive and patronizing. Very cool. Ooh. How old is uh, your kid? What's their name? Uh, the kid's name is uh, uh, I didn't I think of the kid's name. I'm not sure. Um, the the uh, kid's name is April. 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 So, so like it's a it's it's a young girl. Uh-huh. And and uh, she is three. She's three. So just like. Ooh. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, in that yeah. toddler age, no wonder yes. you're so protective. Any yes. to get anywhere, get into anything. Yeah, Very and cool. and like patronizing because now even mm-hmm. though Clyde is nineteen, he thinks he knows more. He he's like worldly. Yeah, you yeah. know, like so so he's like, no, I I know this because I've right, been right. through it. Very cool. You know? uh, awesome. And now that we sort of established who we all are, just generally, what are um, how are y'all related to the other characters? And we want you to make these uh, decisions based on what the players tell you about who you are. Um, and it won't really make sense for every character to know one another. We should have at least one meaningful connection to another character. Um, just for my hand. So you could decide right now if you don't know someone or if you know them. And that's going to play into the next part where we're going to be asking some other questions. Um, but at least right now, um, what are your relationships to one another? And uh, if you're stuck, here are some basic suggestions that we can throw out. Um, you could do uh, parents and children. You could do siblings, step-siblings, half-siblings, cousins, classmates, teachers and students, best friends or worst enemies, neighbors, mentors and mentees, bosses and employees, and significant others and spouses. Or you could even be, um, like, I don't know, both members of rivals. Like, you could be... Um, have some sort of secret rivals members. secret rivals members uh, oh my god <laughs> and so we yeah. don't know until we go to our to a meeting meeting and you pull off your hoods <laughs> <and> yeah <Ooh. laughs> no hoods no hoods sorry <laughs> in my mind they were a different type my bad <laughs> but um, yeah no we got like you know like the the hoodies yeah and uh like when we pull our hoodies the, down it's all like oh it's you <laughs> <very> <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, got, got, got some champion hoodies. Cool. Uh, and it says rivals on there, says, but then... 
We're not subtle. <laughs> no, yeah, not we're, subtle. yeah, yeah. We're a full, no. fully branded gang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <We're> merch. <laughs> um, do you mind if I go? Yeah, go for it. Uh, so I think I know London. Mm-hmm. We go to we go to Our Lady of Perpetual Peaches together. Yes, but mm-hmm. I don't think we interact much. Mm-hmm. Um, Colleen, you said you were wealthy, right? Yes. Okay, so. I know Colleen because she's got money and I've got money yeah. and we've probably seen each other at like a at a rich function or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't think I know Clyde. Okay. So if that works yeah. for, for yeah. y'all. Yeah. 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 Think- yeah. To build on that, I'd say Clyde, people knew of him, but he, he was kind of like, um, in 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 younger grades, so like middle school, he, yeah. like people knew of him, but he was kind of not a big deal. Uh-huh. But when he disappears and comes back with this kid, um, it's like a bit of a mini sensation. At least to him, it is. Sure, sure, sure. Because because he's never had all this attention. He's the last one that anybody would expect to like kiss a girl, like let alone like yeah. be able to make a kid. So like it's kind of like a mini thing and and it kind of goes through his head a little bit as 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 i said it becomes kind of a like a patronizing little yeah. uh thing because he's you know kind of goes to his head like mm-hmm. like he thinks he's grown right uh he's got he's got responsibilities now that these yeah. other kids don't have um yeah. so how does that allow you to relate that so uh uh latia said micah doesn't know clyde um mm-hmm. so you guys don't know each other perfect does Clyde know uh, uh, Colleen or London? Um, I would say he. So Clyde, because uh, he's a little older, yeah. um, he has done some side work for uh, Archie in in the peach in the peach farm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> side work, yeah. <laughs> side work you know uh-huh. late at night with a mask um uh-huh. and uh so th- the peach farm is like the spot yeah so he might not know them personally but he knows of them just from working there sure because sure, it's sure. a spot where a lot of people congregate to hmm. um cool so clyde uh so but for for a formality just like a a general you know them or you don't know they, like i hate to be binary i don't know them personally no i i i i'm not i'm not friends or cool. know them personally this is going to play a factor in a moment but i appreciate I'd, that i i more know them in the way that when you're in a small town everybody knows yeah. of everybody even Perfect. if you don't know them personally and we'll get to that that's yeah. that's ideal um yeah. cool and then uh and london colleen how y'all know everyone else at the table oh okay so uh, well, it basically, well, London, do you know Colleen? I think that's that's the final uh, string that we're kind of drawing together. Um, I'll say no for now. Yeah. Wow, okay. I was gonna say you're my cousin, <laughs> but be that way. Yeah. What? what? Wow. I tried to switch it up, but yeah. I, uh, no, you guys could. London does. I mean, cousins, cousins don't have to know. Yeah, 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 really know each other. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like. That. I I dig that, and it could be weird. Um, Colleen's. Your aunt and uncle passed away in London, and now you just don't see Colleen. Like, that, like, mm. you know, she's kind of been off doing their own thing. Yeah. 
if that's cool with y'all, I don't want to throw too much narrative on it. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and Colleen is making assumptions because she's that loner weirdo. Yeah, that London hates her. Yeah, and blames her for the aunt Stop. and uncle suddenly Stop. being gone. Right. What well, he probably and, think like, well, they didn't leave me any money. Maybe Colleen like kind of like cut out the rest of the family. Like, it kind mm-hmm. of like has that neuroses around it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Colleen knows Micah in that sense of. The few rich people in the one town kind of know each other. Mm-hmm. They're like the Hatfields and McCoys. They're not really friends, but they, they, they've been at the function and they do the, oh, it's you. Hi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. the the I've I've got sparkling grape juice in a in a plastic <laughs> wine glass that I tip to you as I go somewhere else. Awesome. <laughs> this is great, guys. I love this. Um, so just a little bit of a recap. Micah and London know each other. Y'all both in school. You're um, both uh, 17. So you're in the same uh, class. Um, Colleen and Micah know each other because y'all are um, wealthy socialites in a relatively small town. So, of course, y'all get along um, to decide what to do with the rubes of the plebeians in your town. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, you've got Clyde, who doesn't really know folks he's just around people know about clyde and he knows that um and so he's also doesn't really have time to know other people because he's too busy caring about april um very cool next up is one of my favorite uh parts of this uh game and like the game building is really when we dive into a little bit more of the relationship with one another so what we're gonna do now um is uh i believe i gave you a handout in our game called uh relationship questions um and there's two sets you've got characters you know positive questions Mm -hmm. and negative questions and then for characters you don't know you have your own set of questions there um for here's what we do each player will answer two questions about each character they know at the table and one question about each character they do not know so i'm going to ask each of you questions about it so you might know something about them that the other like so everyone's in total here um it's going to be asked a few questions um for a character you know you're going to roll a d20 and um pick a question out of there if the question doesn't fit the relationship you have in mind or the roles haven't been answered we can re-roll and then you're going to cross out the question and then move forward for roll 20 if for a character you don't know you do the same thing the same caveats above and then you cross out the question um and so nice um let's say let's start with uh london because I, I saw that role um let's say yeah i was trying to test no, no, it out no, 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 no it's work. perfect it's good this is the good okay. way to do it um so 17 um let's do um well why don't we do uh we'll go around and uh fill out about clyde first from everyone else but you don't know okay 17 what do you hope to learn about this character to manipulate them Oh, oh. So let's get started. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so I'm answering. Yeah, just uh, f- fill me okay. Um, I hope to learn a little bit about the backstory of, uh, like, Clyde's relationship with his child's mother, because I feel like that's something I could use to my advantage because other people don't know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About You're trying to get a little bit more info. Um, is London 
why does Lennon want to know this? Are you like on the, are you on the newspaper? Are you like trying to figure out like the school newspaper? You're trying to crack a code or? Well, London's already paranoid, uh, and the fact that a lot of people don't know much about, you know, Clyde's relationships, you know, he wants to know a little bit more about it so he can uh, use that to his advantage yeah. later on. Possibly. You don't know who he is. He just showed up again. He was here. It's suspicious, and you're, it makes you worried. Heck yeah. Uh, they are perfect. Um, let's go to... Uh, well, why don't we, uh, let's alternate. Um, uh, Sharif, why don't you roll me, um, a d20 sure. about, uh, London. You got an 11. What bad thing have you heard about this character that you can't believe is true? Mm. Um. Uh, can you remind me of London's background? Uh, London is... Colleen's cousin. Um, he is a seventeen-year-old teenager. Um, he is a jock. Um, we haven't said what sport, but okay. let's just say lacrosse. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. sweet. Yeah. You're definitely a preppy uh, upstate New York girl. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> he's he's quite rebellious at times. Heck yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, and let me reread the question. So the question is characters you don't know so what bad thing have you heard that you can't believe is true okay so i heard that um that london um was uh um so i'll say that clyde is not that familiar with <laughs> with lacrosse yeah uh so he has heard that london um is a cheater uh, so he cheats during these games, yeah. but somehow the refs, other players, just there's no complaints, there's no scandal, but he clearly uh, cheats during these like lacrosse games, and it's not a big deal. And, and Clyde feels like he's the only one that notices. Yeah, because I mean, there's not much to do in the town. There's not really a football team, but people show up to the lacrosse games. And, mm. you know, everyone should be rooting. I think everyone does root for the Peaches because they're the home team. But Clyde, who's now trying to do what's right and, like, kind of pick himself up, doesn't stand for people who get handouts or just sort of get by. I like that. Very cool. Um, heard that London is a cheater pays off the referee. Let's do um, uh, Tanya, roll me 2d20 about Micah. One or two? Two. Okay. Ooh, oh, wow. an, 18, an 18 and a 19. Perfect. Jeez. So we're going to do um, one positive and one negative. And then um, when we oh, go, boy. eventually I'm going to go back and ask you another positive. But first, the positive one, um, 18. What is your first memory of this character? What's your, what's your, what's your first memory? Oh... Um, Micah being one of the few people that actually talked to Colleen when, uh, her family moved to this town when they, uh, when they got, when her parents got jobs at EDM. Cause everybody else was like, oh, you work for that company. Mm. And, and, you know, and they had nice stuff. They had moved like from the city. Yeah. 
And uh, everybody thought that they were snooty and rich snobs. And Micah didn't care about that and talk, sure. actually talked to London. Well, I, I like that because it's also like... Or talk to me. T- yeah, talk to Colleen. I like that because it's like um, your family's kind of new money. And there's a been old money in the town. But because of EDM, you guys got like really good jobs there. Your family was able to get situated. Um, so even within the wealthy community, there were rumors about y'all. But uh, Micah also was probably... a kid there's like eight years between y'all so there's not like um there's still like kind of a kid when you guys moved there so it was just nice to you nice. yes it's, it's the it's the the one kid who always pays attention to the lonely weirdo it's that it's that trope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very cool i like that it's like you just need a hug <laughs> uh, <laughs> awesome 19 Oh, this is a good one. This is so this is off the oh. negative chart. How do you intentionally annoy Micah? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um I I started a thing with Micah about finishing puzzles by mail and I would send Ooh. Micah a nice puzzle even though we live in the same town. And then I'd always leave out that one piece. <laughs> oh my god! Hell yeah! Wow! So Micah Genius. would like oh. be all down. It's like, and then it's like always that one piece dead in the middle. Uh, right in the middle. Perfect. Okay, I like that. Which shows that Colleen has gone through the effort of putting the puzzle together and taking to that find piece out, out which piece to take. <laughs> Oh, and I, then mailing it to well, I, that, I love and this. that's part. It might be like a thing. I was like, "Hey, I did this puzzle in like an hour. It was super easy, and you're just like struggling because you can't." Yeah, <laughs> every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah what's wrong then, with you? And then it's oh, like a thing. It's like, oh, did you not finish that puzzle I sent you again? <laughs> <laughs> Very dope. Okay, um, now let's do. Uh, let's go to. Um. Micah, can you roll me two d20 about one? A three and a one. Jesus. Hey, I mean, I, I, the, trust me, they don't mean anything. Uh, I know. And they mean everything. It's it's very fun. Uh, <laughs> it's just that, that, that residual from D&D where it's like, how could I roll so oh, well? Yeah. <laughs> you got a nat one on your character relationships. You guys, you hate wow. each other. You absolutely despise one another. Um Hey, uh, number three, what trait about this character that they despise do you genuinely appreciate? What is it about London that mm. they might not be the most proud of, but you like seeing like, yo, that's dope. That's like, like, keep doing that. Um, I think so London, just for some, some clarification for me so that I can answer this question properly. Like, how are you? You are a jock, but how are you in school? Um, I get moderate grades. Um, I mean, I'm not the best in the class, but I definitely pay attention because I know it's important to, uh, know my studies so I can go to college like my parents want me to. Got it. Um, I would say London and I shared a class once and I saw him struggle a little bit, but he still put in the work and got a passing grade in the class. Um, I didn't, you know, I probably could have offered to help or something, but I was busy doing other stuff. But the fact that, you know, he, uh, you know, 
worked through that and was able to, um, you know, pull his grade up and, you know, actually like seek help to improve his grades instead of being like, nah, I can't do this. I'm just going to fail. Right. And like, he might not talk about it that he even asked somebody for help in the process, but like he, you all were, let's say you guys were in, even in a group project together once. And then afterwards there's an exam coming up to pull his grade up. Y'all work together a little bit. Um, heck mm-hmm. yeah. I really like that. Um, and then number one on the negative list, what did this character do in the past that you still resent them for? Mm. Mm. I think, oh, after that project where we worked together, um, I was shoved in the lockers by some Ooh. of his jock friends. Classic. Watched. Classic. Yes. Oh, wow. Super classic. Like, wow. I helped you with this group project, and you couldn't even get your silly jock friends off my back. How could you? Didn't. Mm. <laughs> his friends. Mm. I like that. You you would think, right? It's, like, cool when we're in private, but now that we're in public, the, the personas mm-hmm. draw up again. Very. And it's, like, after the fact, yeah. after the fact, like, he gave me that look that was, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> But he still didn't do anything about it. Yeah. Real mad. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm not risking my social capital in this high school. Exactly. <laughs> you know what's really sad? I, I think I've seen Brandon make that face. <laughs> possibly. Sorry. Possibly. No, not possibly. Oh, <laughs> uh, heck yeah. Highly possible. <laughs> well, awesome. So we went around a little bit once. We do have some more rounds to go around as we answer the questions, but... I'm looking at the time. I think it's the perfect time for a short bio break. So if you guys want to meet us back in about uh, five to seven minutes, we'll be here. Um, but yeah, thanks for checking us out. Thanks for hanging out with us for this uh, Rivals on Bikes uh, sponsored by uh, Blue Microphone Stream. We're very excited to be here and we can't wait um, to come right back to this. We're having a fun. Yeah, this is, I'm just, this is super fun. Yeah. I can't believe I've waited this <laughs> Heck yeah. This is oh great. I love this. <laughs> So, well, we'll get back into the meat of these relationships in just a moment. See y'all in a bit. And hey, y'all, we are back. Welcome to Rivals on Bikes, sponsored by Blue Microphone. We are very excited to be back here. Um, Last time we left, we were answering some questions about our characters, Micah, Colleen, London, and Clyde. Um, So let's get into it. Last time we left off was a uh, Micah and London relationship um so let's do um the reverse of that uh brandon could you roll me two d20s about uh micah okay oh i said no that's good we can uh, read them twice oh all right a nine and a 20 which means you've already won this game um uh so number nine for you from a positive tree is um what is this character sacrificing to protect you? Mm. Ooh. Uh. Ooh. Okay. I will throw in that uh, Micah knows about uh, London's bisexuality. Like he doesn't want people to mm-hmm. find out. All right. Hell yeah. All right. Very, very dope. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I just want to state out, obviously, the way we're playing, we're going to keep in mind with our lines and veils. But if we do want to keep some tension around this, we'll do it in a way that feels right and appropriate. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Your number 20 for negative list is how did this character betray you in the one time that you confided in them? Oh, okay. <laughs> so they so they know about your bisexuality, but they're sacrificing to protect mm-hmm. it. But they did betray you in some other way. And how was that? Um, I think... There was a miscommunication from the project that they had um, where London was talking to his friends and his friends thought that Micah, like, did something. So that's why they did the whole locker. Oh. Ooh. And so that's, so, and he didn't know how to uh, fix it because he was scared that Micah would tell people about I him. I see. What a tangled web we weave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just for my records, miscommunication from the project that they shared, it led to the push mm-hmm. because they couldn't be mm-hmm. any anything else couldn't be uh it, it felt this was the most political response in the in the si- system mm-hmm. of high school. This was the right way to do it. Yeah. Nice. I like yeah. that. Um, cool. That's, we got that sort of a balance out. Um, we're going to smooth our way back to Clyde. And so for this one, mm-hmm. um, we did, uh, Clyde and, uh, London already. Let's do, uh, Clyde and Colleen. Um, so mm-hmm. I would like both of y'all to roll me a d20. Sure. Oh dear. All right. So let's start with, uh, Tanya for Colleen. You got a 12 for Clyde. Um, what do you hope to gain by humiliating this relative no. stranger? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. No. Can I re-roll oh, that? Oh, sorry. No, honestly, yeah, no. You, if you, if you want to, if you don't, doesn't feel right, pick another one, please. Yeah, I'm like, what that's a question. So... It's a great, it's a great <laughs> mm, chef's kiss of a question. <laughs> Uh, I'm just like, wow. oh my god, yeah. I'm I'm not playing a type, but good lord. Um, um why don't no that wouldn't fit either. What scandal in this town was this character involved with? Yeah, yeah, and what and I think it's interesting you know about it, right? Like this is something that you carry about them. Um to kind of tie it to London's nosiness about the kid's mom. Yeah. Ooh. I know, I know what really happened that night. Mm. Mm. Oh my god, we're having our own serial mm. podcast around Clyde I right know. here. <laughs> and for it. I mean, nobody's saying we can't do this <laughs> every other week or something. You're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> Please. Colleen um, knows something about um, Clyde's uh, baby mom. Oh she God. knows what she knows what Clyde did three summers ago. Mm-hmm. No, literally, mm-hmm. she's not around. And you know what? I'm gonna leave that to you. So, like, sit, sit on that. Yeah. And you can, we can when we get to a point where we want that to be revealed, we'll get there. But I like this. Um, all right, and then so Sharif, you rolled a ten. Um, yep. How far would you go to get to know Colleen? And why? Why were you trying to get to know Colleen? Um. Oh well. How like 
what are you comfortable with and why huh? i'd say that yeah uh so i know colleen is uh from money um so i think that being a young parent and uh you know being a little economically stretched um and also not being a big fan of working uh at the peach uh farm uh i think he's looking to uh you're you're a gold digger you're basically he is looking to, he is willing oh, to fight oh. is willing to do what he has to do you're a con man you're you're, to, a, uh, you're a southern wow. gentleman trying to be like <laughs> to, oh this young widow <laughs> to uh wow well she's not a widow her parents died. you're right absolutely young yeah, era so yeah, yeah, yeah. he is willing to play various cards uh that might not necessarily be uh on the up and up but he's he's willing to go pretty far to get in uh colleen's good graces and i love um, i love that you colleen knows like about like, why his baby mommy's not there so like is instantly like blocking any attempt like i love that yeah yeah and oh and like God. and like i guess we're saying that she knows and i don't know she knows right I guess. Is that exactly. what we're, yeah, yeah 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 so so like i'm i'm you know i'm trying to try and lay it on thick <laughs> very dope uh, cool. So let's go to then. Um, we will round it out to Tanya. Tanya, you did uh, Micah last. Um, could you give me yes. two roles about uh, uh, London now? Um, so just roll 2d20. You can roll 2d20, yes. Okay. Got a, a 1 and a 13. Um, what do you admire about London? And um, but you would never tell them. What's something about them that you admire about them, but you would never tell them? Uh, the fact that they're <clears throat> at least from what I can see that they're still kind of making their own way in life and actually have friends. Mm. At least from what I can see and think. Impressed uh, that they're kind of they're really self-made. Yeah, they're like, they actually know how to have regular human interactions, unlike me. And is sociable. Very dope. Um, And then for your uh, 13 and the negative side, um, what part of this person's personality scares you? Mm. What are London's flaws again? Uh, He is vain and he's paranoid um the combination of vain and paranoia actually makes colleen very afraid he would go to any length to salvage what he thinks is his reputation Mm. Mm. um and that while he has friends he doesn't keep the same friends for very long and now she's got like all these ideas of like has his vanity been deadly I love it. The seventeen-year-old is up to some, some shady business. I'm here for it. Well, you are, have you I, met, but you're also have you met kids. <laughs> also true. And uh, aren't you a, a conspiracy theorist, or is that Micah? No, it's that was Micah. Gotcha, gotcha. Theory. This is this could be good. This could be a conspiracy that you guys chat about because uh, oh <laughs> you all, all know each other. I like this. Uh, very cool. So we got those two. Um, Let's go uh, to Micah. Micah, we've done um, how 
you last you rolled was for um, your relationship to London. <coughs> um, let's do uh, your relationship now to Colleen. Could I get uh, two okay. rolls again? All right, uh, sixteen and a nine. Perfect. Um, what aspect of Colleen's personality do you try to use as a model for your own? Like, what's something that you um, impersonate from Colleen? Um, uh, this one is real, real easy. She seems like, despite being a bit of a loner, she seems really put together without her parents. Mm. And even though I have my parents, but they are, um, you know, absent because of money. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, Colleen's personality is something that I would like to try to emulate. Mm, Almost like when you're an adult. You would like to sort of be mm-hmm. in that sort of space, yeah. I want to be Colleen when I grow. Yeah. Up. <laughs> oh my god, that's so not the right way to go. But okay. <laughs> well, I also think it's uh, and and correct me if this is too wrong, or if this is too dark, but like your parents aren't ever around. You kind of wonder what it would be like if they if something happened to them on a trip, just like, and then it was just you. How would you manage? Mm-hmm. How would that sort of exist? So like, Colleen might be in some ways. You would never say that you want wanted it to happen, but you know you could do it following Colleen's model. Yeah. Right, right. My parents are there; they're always visiting the the summer home mm-hmm. or the winter home or the two weeks away for no reason home. Yeah, <laughs> anything but their Corrington home. Actual, exactly. yeah, 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 anything but their actual daughter. Right, very uh... dope. I like this. All right, um, cool. So we've now um, done. To, oh, and then the other one was a nine. Um, let's see on this. What is the most dishonest thing you've seen Colleen do? Aside from the puzzles? <laughs> yeah. Colleen? <laughs> well, let's, we could decide. Do you know the puzzles are messed up? Have you caught on? Have you? Or is there a conspiracy um, that a male person is stealing one puzzle every time? <laughs> oh, no. No, it's that. Oh my it is absolutely God. a conspiracy. It's a federal crime. Still in the mail. <laughs> exactly. They wow. have to get to the bottom of it. Wow. This is this is how it annoys them so much. Oh, I I love these circles. Yeah. And yeah, no, it's absolutely not Colleen. It's the mailman. He's always just taking that one and it's always that middle piece. It's it's, it's a calling card. Darn you, man. Maybe they're, yes. maybe they're the same person who's stealing hearts and leaving a single rose, you know? <gasps> uh, they've, they've adapted to, like, dip now postal crime. How dare they? Oh. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, um, yeah. No, I think um, at a social function, um, Colleen probably gave misinformation to somebody. Like, something that I knew that I overheard. I don't know. You were feeling vindictive that day, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, you um Colleen gave you know like misinformation like is something as simple as the bathroom is one way when it's really the other I mean I've done that in real life so <laughs> on purpose you would say gave misinformation yes. on purpose um maybe to uh a tourist coming into town for the fall festival pointing them in the, like they were asking for directions and like Sort of. Oh no! They wanted to get to the lake for the tugboats, but Colleen sent them like east when they should have gone west. Oh, so this person had to drive like two hours for no reason. They found the nice pumpkin farm. Yeah. It was lovely. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
instead of I'm, West. I'm, I mean, this is before, like, you know, Google Maps. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So you have to go by the the goodwill of of, a of, of people. Yeah. yeah. I like mm-hmm. this. Very cool. Um, all right. And then we are back to uh, Brandon. And I think we've sort of touched at least once on all the interplays that have gone around. So let's mm. do um, one more uh, question around the horn. So uh, Brandon um, for London, let's go to uh, London and Micah. Give me one more D20. You got a seven. Um, what is your private nickname for uh, Micah and why? Mm. Uh Plain Jane. Plain Jane. And where did it come wow. from? Yeah. Um I don't know. Uh London noticed uh when you know they did their project together that Micah just would wear the same kind of clothes yeah. that you would see on a mannequin at like, you know, the local uh-huh. store. And you guys you guys yeah, kind of so. got to a comfortable enough point where you guys could like roast each other on this sort of project, and that was like uh, no, I oh, this is a mean so. nickname. Okay, just, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's, it's mean. Yeah. Rude. Yeah. Rude. <laughs> so, Micah likes to wear mannequin outfits. <laughs> I am young. I don't have parents to give me proper fashion. Absolutely. Sense. I just go to a store and say, give me that. <laughs> give me that. <laughs> give me that. that. That's the fit I want. Look how good it looks on them. Yeah. <laughs> Very dope. Um, Cool. Well, let's let's throw it back, Michael. Uh, why don't you give me a d twenty? Yeah, take this. <laughs> take that. You got a twelve. Very cool. Um, what about this character always makes you happy? Uh, he's a goofball. He's an absolute goofball. Like he's that one kid in the hallway who is always doing something really ridiculous and making people laugh. And it it's hilarious for me. Like it just puts the biggest smile on my face. Mm, I like that. All right. So we've done Micah and London and London and Micah. We've wrapped that up. Um, let's go to uh, let's stay on the Micah train. Let's go to Colleen and Micah. Um, can you, Tanya, give me another D twenty? Sure. Got a one. Um, we already did this one. What do you admire about this character, but you would never tell him? You can pick another one if you want. Um. Hmm. What do you and this character have a mutual weird love of? Oh, yeah. Um, murder mysteries. Murder mysteries. Absolutely. Love them. Very cool. Very, very cool. Um, so that one is... And then, uh, Micah for Colleen. I'd love to get, um, another, uh, D20. Yes. As soon as I can spell correctly. (laughs) What is my first memory of 
Colleen. What is your first memory of Colleen? I think it would have been the like the picture in the paper when her parents died. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay, okay. So the first memory of Colleen. So you didn't know, you didn't meet Colleen when she still had parents. She's always not had parents for the entire time that you've known them. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go with uh, Micah Colleen. First time. Um, first memory of Colleen was the newspaper. Um, what What's the name of the local newspaper? Um, the, it is... Is it the Peach Periodical? <laughs> no, it's too many peaches. <laughs> For once, it's too many For peaches. Uh, it's the Corrington Quarterly, Yes, Ooh. but it's not quarterly. Yeah. <laughs> they just call it the quarterly. Corrington Quarterly. Um, was the Corrington Quarterly displaying the news of so I'll, I'll i'll say that that that's my first clear memory yes. of her like i'm sure that we like social functions pass back and forth but like it didn't i didn't actually like know who she was yeah. mm-hmm. and then it was when the article came out about her parents uh demise mm-hmm. untimely or no mm-hmm. uh that it was like oh her mm-hmm. okay very dope um, I think the only one left, uh, we're going to, Sharif, I'm going to do a uh, Clyde's last, but it's now going to be uh-huh. Colleen and London, um, and then London and Colleen. So, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, Colleen, can you roll me one more D20? Sure. And then a 10. This one is, what lengths would you go to in order to defend this character? Yeah, and this um, is this doesn't have to be extreme depending on your relationship. Let's just like give like what are, what are the what is your relationship? How far would you go to protect them? Um, I'd probably stop rumors I heard about London because, you know, like I I feel like I my character's like the cousin that kind of keeps an eye out for London cuz they're a younger kid. But they also don't, like, try too hard because they don't want London to be like, I hate you. Because they're also assuming that London hates them. Mm. They don't really know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, like, if there were weird rumors about London flying around, she'd do her best to stop them. Maybe, like, London mysteriously gets an anonymous, like, check in the mail Mm. around the holidays. And they never know who it's from, but it's from me. Yeah. I think this is actually super helpful because I realized we actually didn't do uh, London's relationship to Colleen. We did all the other ones. We didn't answer Mm. those. Um, So I'm going to have you roll three D20s. And I want you to, uh, you, uh, Brandon, roll three D20s and think of the numbers as positive, negative, positive. 
and just give you some time to like look over those um, while I throw it to mm-hmm. Sharif. Um, and I'm going to ask you to give me one last D20 about Micah. Wait, you want me? Yeah. Me, me, you want me to do a D20? I'd love for you to do a D20. Brandon's going to be doing this thing in the background while we answer this question because uh, I need, yeah. I got a 14. You got a 14. Uh, last one. Uh, you don't know. Uh, what is this? Who does uh, Micah have a public feud with? And it's like very public. Like everybody knows. <laughs> but it, everybody knows enough for you to know about it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a pub. So it's like everyone knows. It's not just my perception or no things like that. Okay. Uh, I think Micah has a public feud with uh, with Sparky. Has yeah. a public feud yeah, with Sparky. With Sparky. Uh, yeah. With the WZYT music that pops. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's. Don't know where like it's her. Micah thinks. She, thinks uh you know that her music sense that, that is better and that sparky might be kind of you know um you know just not really playing what micah believes should you know should be the the soundtrack of the town very dope and 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 they're very vocal about they're they give very <laughs> passive aggressive comments about each other okay uh, yeah yeah i love that so that's that, that i think that's perfect like um anytime they're in the car you know they automatic it's never playing the radio station there's something that happened um and that i'd also like to leave it to you Latia, to think about like you don't have to come up with something now but just like to ponder and sit on oh i've already got you already it. got it do you want do you want to share <laughs> yeah. if it's if it's public you yeah. can share if you want to yeah oh no 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 and like every like i will not shut up about it uh-huh. uh sparky i have sent so many letters to Sparky about the Archie Peach Farm conspiracy, and he does. They one do not read them, do not report them, and just completely ignore me. Mm. Like I like I want to I, like I'm trying to keep Corrington abreast of all of my of all of my news, which is all conspiracy yeah. theories. But Sparky's just like having none of it. Like Ooh. he clearly thinks it's just this kid who's just being ridiculous. But one day I'm gonna be right, yeah. and he's gonna regret it. I love it. it. And, and and here's the thing: you're probably mad because you think Sparky's in on it now. He's covering it mm-hmm. up. He's keeping it all under wraps. L- perfect. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, cool. So Brandon, uh, you feel good? You ready to jump into these? Uh well yeah was I supposed to because I did the three uh the D twenties but I didn't oh, know oh cool well then let's were. let's talk through it um let's go with the okay. first one characters you know positive so you got a two for this okay what trait okay. uh about this character that they despised you generally appreciate we've a- we asked this before but you can think of if you want to answer mm-hmm. you can or just pick another one mm-hmm. uh, let's pick another one, one since we did um one. let's do yeah. number five because I don't think that's come up. What role did Colleen play in the best day of your life? Ooh. Oh, knowingly or not knowingly? Uh, you, like, it's up to you. It was the best day of your life, and Colleen was a factor in it. How, I like, how did it, mm-hmm. how did it roll out? Yeah, so, like, uh, as Colleen talked about sending letters, yeah. um, I think London, yeah, he received a letter um, 
where he learned a little bit more about his family that he didn't know since he's been kind of disconnected from everybody. Uh, and it was the first time he ever, I guess, felt like um, he actually mattered to other people besides like his so friends and stuff. People liked him not just because he was popular. People genuinely yeah, yeah. liked him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Felt like he was appreciated as a human and not as a list of accomplishments. Heck yeah. Very dope. Um, I like that a lot. It's also, that's very that's very sweet. Um, let's go to the second one that you've got rolled here, a six. So this is gonna be from the negative side. Um, what what are they doing? What is this, What is Colleen doing? Either knowingly or unknowingly that hurts you. What's something about them that like mm. about their relationship that you know and their behavior um, that hurt? Yeah, just hurts you. Uh, I'll say London believes the amount of money that Colleen has affects his relationship with her because uh, they they can't connect because like he feels that there's like the money in between like he feels there's this uh, social mm -hmm. class oh yeah so i so, mean i think that yeah. could be interesting like um we already established colleen's family moved to edm as new money where your family may have been there before and weren't money and so now it's mm. yeah you're related but also it's there's this weird dynamic i like that um has made social class troubles very cool um and then the final one that you rolled was a 17 um what do you dislike about colleen that everyone seems to love everyone seems to love this one thing about colleen but to you it just kind of rubs you the wrong way mm. i think london believes that like a lot of people like colleen but he feels that he sees through it because like you know he's he feels you know like why is she nice to all these people but she's not nice mm. to me yeah sees through um like fake sincerity with other people does that sound right perfect mm -hmm. very dope i think that will round out all of our questions yeah i'm looking through this London to Clyde, we got uh, one question. Clyde to London, we got one question. Uh, Colleen to Micah, we got three. Micah to Colleen, we got three. Micah to London, we got three. London to Micah, we got three. Clyde, you only got one because no folks, uh, not that many folks know each other. Um, but yeah, do you want me to, I could read through these really fast if you want to just to, we can keep abreast of them or uh, chat if that feels like something that you're interested in. Leave it out. Take a moment to wait. Yeah, we're supposed to be dancing or something. No, no, no. This is, well, this is like the whole uh, the whole it's music. My, it's my waiting dance. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll read them back just oh. real fast so we uh, can keep track mm -hmm. of it. Um. So, oh, thank you, London to Clyde. Um. You, London, wants to know a little bit more about Clyde's mo uh, baby mommy. Um. And wants to keep tabs on Clyde for who they are because they're kind of a mysterious figure. Um, Clyde, you heard that London is a cheater and he paid off the ref. Um, Colleen to Micah, uh, one of the, uh, Micah was one of the first people to talk to Colleen when they, uh, arrived in EDM, uh, sorry, in Corrington. 
um, they've built a friendship where now Colleen actively annoys Micah by sending um, a puzzle in the mail, but would leave a puzzle out right in the middle. And they, y'all both love murder mysteries. Um, and then, so let's go Micah, Colleen in reverse then. Um, Micah is jealous of Colleen and how well they are established, uh, given the nature of everything that's happened to them. Colleen gave misinformation on purpose, and Micah saw this, to a tourist wanting to get to the lake for the tugboats and send them east instead of west. And their first memory of Colleen that they can recall, because even when they met, um, Micah would, Micah probably was even too young to remember meeting Colleen when they were really nice to one another when Colleen first got to town. But what Micah does remember was reading the newspaper about Colleen's parents um, in the quarantine quarterly. Awesome. Um, let's go then to uh, Micah and London. So Micah and London, y'all both shared a class once. Um, and London put in the hard work to get a passing grade, like sought help, but he did it himself. He didn't pass it off. He didn't have you do his homework for him. He did it. Um, after the project, though, Micah, you got shoved in a locker and you're not really sure why, but London didn't stop his friends. He was there and he watched. Um, the thing that you really like about London is that he's an absolute goofball. Um, Micah, London, you know, knows about your bisexuality. At some point in some way in your group project, it came up and you confided in them. Um, somehow, though, there was a miscommunication from the project that you all had, and I don't think you got the grade that you thought you should have gotten. There was something. And um, let's add a little flavor to it while your jock buddies will get pissed. You were pulled from the game. You couldn't compete. Mm. Um, and mm. so they got upset that Micah had done something about it. And that led to them shoving Micah into the locker. Um, mm. Is the reason you got pulled um, from sectionals. Or uh, from conference, all conference, the conference game. Very cool. Um, and uh, now, uh, let's say after that, now your relationship's a little rocky. Um, you have been calling uh, Micah plain Jane because you wear uh, mannequin outfits. Cool. Um, up next. Uh, <laughs> that is so funny to me. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> We'll do uh, Colleen to London. Um, uh, you're impressed that he is self-made and sociable, that he's pretty chatty, especially you all related. So it's like, is it the genes? Probably not something else. Um, his vein, he's vain and paranoid, and it makes it seem that he would do anything to protect his fame. Um, and that scares you a little bit. Um, but he's also your cousin, and you look out for him. You would go as far to stop rumors um, and like send him letters from a distant, um, yeah. And then reverse London to Colleen. Colleen sent a letter to London, um, felt he was appreciated as a human and not just a list of accomplishments. London believes the amount of money Colleen has had made a um, made it difficult to connect now. Like there, there's just too much money to talk across. Um, and he sees. Everyone says that. Colleen is really nice. Everyone thinks that they are very sweet, but London sees through the fake sincerity. They know that it's all a front, maybe because of the pain of losing their mom and dad and like struggling to get through that, but knows they aren't truly being nice when they're being fake nice. And that rubs you the wrong way. Um, 
Cool. And now let's go to the rest of Clyde's interactions. Um, so the first one was Clyde and Colleen. Um, Colleen knows something about Clyde's baby mama, but she know she knows why she's not around. Whatever that reason is, you know it. Uh, Clyde, on the other hand, knows Colleen's for money and willing to play various cards to provide for his family. Um, then we've got Clyde and Micah. Clyde knows that Micah's got a big public feud with Sparky. Um, don't know where it started from, but there is beef with a local hero, DJ. Micah sent so many letters about the Archie Peach farm conspiracy, and Spica just doesn't give it any light of day. Um, and then Micah and Clyde. Um, did I? Do we do that one? Oh, we might not have. Um, I don't think we did. Uh, perfect. Nope. This is this is why we uh, review. Uh, give me one roll, and we'll add it to the list. Is that me rolling? Uh, no, that's uh, uh, Latia. Yeah. What'd you get? A one on? I got a one. What is that? Uh, I'm typing. Do you mind reading the question for me? It says, uh, what good thing have you heard about this character that you can't believe is true? Mm -hmm. Um, what good thing? Hmm. Well, no, it's kind of obvious that he's a a good father to his his daughter, so I'm not gonna go there. I mean, uh, yeah, it man. looks like it's it, it looks like it to to for some reason this is the one thing that Micah believes is true. <laughs> um, I it could be something as much as like Micah was the sole designer of the haunted house. Like he he designed it and you don't think that's true or like something like you can because he does work at the peach farm right yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah oh man mm -hmm. uh so yeah you are <laughs> you're really archie uh, <laughs> wow. you never see them in the same place you never see them at the right, same place yeah, wow. never see i never see archie and clyde in the same i place. love this conspiracy <laughs> what a conspiracy theory oh my god you're the new archie, oh, you're the new archie. like archie. like i'm archie's like apprentice like yeah oh, oh my god what even better if archie oh. has never been the same person and the person he has to kill every year, he takes their soul. <laughs> oh, uh, no, you're in danger. Uh, you're in, <laughs> in danger. danger. I like that. Ar oh this Archie God. rumor is so good. <laughs> I, I love it. Old man Archie. Clyde's old man Archie. But is Archie really an old man? I know. Is mm -hmm. Archie. Or I'm he, writing that he could down. Be an, he could be an eternally old man. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah. Archie's Flemeth confirmed. <laughs> like he 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 could have founded like uh, Corrington. That's you know? uh, the yes. one of the original satellites. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, very man. dope. Uh, I love all of this. So now that we've got all of these sort of done, um, let's compete. Basically, let's do the finishing touches on our characters. Um, so for this, are going to be motivations, fears, backpacks, and last names. Um, so let's start with full names. Now that we've got this all sort of figured out, um, what are your full names? What's uh, and you can name them in your character sheet. So we got that. Um, but yeah, what's your first and last name? Oh my God, 
Last names are so hard. Last names are hard. I know. I would even think uh, uh, maybe because y'all are cousins, uh, Colleen and uh, what's it called? Uh, London share a share last name. London, what were you feeling for yours? Yes. Yeah, I was thinking his name was going to be London Lancaster. London Lancaster. You are a British dude. What are you doing (laughs) in upstairs New York? (laughs) What? Mm-hmm. Who left you behind on a family trip? <laughs> I don't know, but that's what we're gonna go. Yeah, I love that London Lancaster. I'm here for it. I was gonna mm-hmm. say Fouché. Oh, Colleen Fouché. How do you spell yes. Fouché? F o u c h e r. F o u c h e r. Ooh, I like. I thank you for. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put the the pronunciation. On next to mine because I'm gonna need that. Uh, fun fact: that is actually a family name from my history. Very Ooh, cool. From like the Louisiana Fouches. Ah, okay, okay. That's so. That, that's why it's got that weird French influence on it. Very dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Let's. Uh, Reef. Uh, Latia, you guys uh, know Clyde Rutherford. Clyde Rutherford. Oh, what a rugged! His hands are Rutherford. rough, dude. Uh, oh. <laughs> Like a rock. Oh, like a rock. Oh, my God. Very good. I know. Uh, okay. And then. Oh, my God. I'm bad at it. Yeah. Um, I wanted something that was like stuffy versus the still kind of simple. Um, Micah. Um, <laughs> uh, Micah. Can I say something that's like oh. jumping in my head? Heck yeah, go for it. Kensington. For whatever reason, Micah Kensington. Kensington? Yeah, Kensington. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'll I like mm-hmm. it. Kensington. Perfect. And we've got our group. We've got London Lancaster, Colleen Fouché, Clyde Rutherford, and Micah Kensington. Um let's the next part is gonna be um a little bit uh, we're going to do some writing. And so I want to give you guys some time to think about this for motivation. Write down something that strongly motivates you. It might not be the thing that drives all of your decisions, but it certainly drive. It should certainly drive most of them, especially the big ones. Um, it could be a specific motivation. Like with Clyde, um, I'm going to protect my daughter at all costs. Or it could be more general, like, mm-hmm. hey, I want to look cool or I want to learn. Um, or it could have to be doing with, like, concealing information, Um like, don't let others find out that my business is failing. Or don't let my children learn that I killed their father. Wow, that's a crazy mm-hmm. specific suggestion that this book gives. <laughs> like, where's this going? Wild. Uh, th- this this game allows you to create whatever narrative you want, uh, which is very fun. Um, but if appropriate, you can share these with these players. But most likely, you can just share this motivation with the GM. So I'm going to give you all a little bit of time. Um, I'm going to put... Let's say uh, three minutes on the clock um, and just write down your motivations in chat while they're writing that down. Feel free um, to put any questions that you have for me about the system or anything like that into the chat. Um, And with that, let's put some writing tunes back on. Oh, nice. Peaches have never been more dangerous, and you're absolutely right there. (laughs) 
How do we spell our town's name again? Uh, I have it written down. It's C-O-R-R-I-N-G-T-O-N. Thank you. You're very welcome. Hey, you know what the great thing about this stream being sponsored by Blue Microphones is? I've got a wow. great mixer feedback as I listen to these wonderful tones play back on this delightful Yeti X. Um, if you haven't get a chance to use it, I highly recommend it. Uh, once again, <laughs> like sincerely, thanks a lot uh, to uh, Blue for sponsoring this stream and this campaign. We have a lot of fun. Um, and Joel, thank you so much. This has been uh, a blast to do. That was beautiful. <laughs> That was so good. I I I worked in radio. I I I can do the cell. <laughs> Thank you, TK. Thank you. Um, it it so I'd say it is and it isn't like uh, fifth edition in that you have specific skills that are sort of line up that you can use them. There aren't modifiers for them. You just roll die that are associated with it. Um, so that makes it a little bit different. Um, and I think the biggest thing that sets it apart for me is truly, as you've been seeing, the world building and the collaborative storytelling. As we get into the game as well, there's going to be a lot more moments where I'm... Um, one of the biggest things is, like D&D, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be skill checks that you're going to have to react to. Um, but failing a skill check doesn't necessarily um, mean you um like fail like i in D, &D it's like hey um it's a strength 15 check to try to break down the door and you get a 12 you bounce off nothing happens um what could happen is uh let's say the characters try to hack a computer um but they aren't able to it might mean that they have to seek out a specific npc to help them with it or and that character might in turn inadvertently give them a clue that helps them puzzle out a mystery so it's like you're never going to be dead-ended by failing a role it's just going to shift the story in a certain way um also one of the best things about it is you get to earn these things called adversity tokens um and adversity tokens are um, an in-game currency that you that you get from failing roles but then allow you to um, activate certain strengths it, it makes you make certain moves um it really allows you to define your character in a very interesting way um and then the last thing I'll say that really sets it apart is what you can also do in this game is instead of rolling, um, depending on the action, you can take half your die roll. The, there are going to be challenges and stat checks that come your way called planned actions and snap decisions. For a planned action, I can say I set the difficulty at eight. Um, instead mm -hmm. of rolling a die for it, you could just use your d20 tat and get a 10 and just like just pass on it and you're like oh i already oh. did it because of this and we'll explain and talk about it um or if you want to roll you could try rolling for something else um snap decisions though you have to roll you, like you can't do that um the nice thing about adversity tokens though is you can also use those to bump up a roll so if you like fail something and you want to add it you can use adversity tokens um for those moments but yeah um i hope that explains it a little bit um how are we folks feeling about motivation you feeling ready? All right. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Let's turn down the tunes and we'll get right back into it. Um, feel free, chat, to keep asking questions. I'll do my best to answer them as we go through it. We'll even make a little bit of time at the end um, as we get there. Um, but yeah, so we got our motivations. Um, does anyone want to share theirs or do you all want to keep them private for now? Uh, I'll share mine. Cool. 
so uh, Clyde's motivation is, uh, you know, originally he was overlooked. Um, now he's just seen as guy with kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and his motivation is to be defined as something else. So he wants to be known as something beyond, you know, I'm just a young guy with a kid. Like he wants to be known for something. So he's constantly striving to prove himself to um, be seen as a useful sort of like member of this community. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, I thought of, sorry. Oh no, go, no, no, go ahead, Tanya. Uh, No, I was going to, I was going to say I, I made a, I picked a motivation, but I feel very much like, my character's inadvertently turning into Batman. <laughs> hey. Wealthy parents die. You've got, you're looking out for the city under the dark of night. I love it. Yeah. Right. So I may change my motivation. So for now, I'm going to keep it undercover. Heck yeah. I like that. Definitely Batman. Definitely Batman. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why none of you see me in this mysterious hooded figure <laughs> the same time anywhere. Are you the leader of the rivals? Is that your job? Are you the leader of the gang? Like, like you get picked up by Alfred. <laughs> I don't know. Could be. But then I'll have to... The, then uh, Colleen may have to visit you. <laughs> oh, <very laughs> okay, awesome. Uh, Latia? Um, so, uh, uh, I forgot my character's name and I'm looking right at it. Micah <laughs> oh. has lived in, um, Micah has lived in Corrington her whole life. Her family has lived in Corrington their whole life. There, she is absolutely convinced every single one of Corrington's rumors is based in truth and she's going to get to the bottom of it. Very cool. I like like if they're you everyone thinks they're conspiracy theories, but you know they're real. Um and because people doubt it, you drives you even more. I love that. Very dope. Um okay, and then the neck uh Brandon, do you want to share Landon's motivation? Yeah, I London, put sorry. down that he yeah, he wants to leave town and start a new life to get away from his past. And the other thing is that he wants to be the best athlete possible because he hopes to do it professionally. I love this. And, like, this is coming at the time of – I just want to see, um, um, like, when was – yeah, do, so um, what's it called? This is the time when um, Bo Jackson is really big. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is the 80s. He's, mm. he's the first, like, two-sport athlete that's, like, really crushing mm-hmm. it. Um, that could have been like some sort of inspiration for y'all. Like you aren't defined by one sport. You're an athlete. And what that means is a way out, a way of success. Um, I love that. That's very dope. Um, cool. I right, next thing that we're going to do is this is also um, something that it's going to be a little bit of writing on your end um, is your fears. Now, unlike uh, flaws, these are going to be somewhat important mechanically. So you want to think about what it is that scares you. And there'll be some mechanical implications for this fear that'll be addressed in, like I said, planned actions and snap decisions. So like if you're scared by something, you might not be able to like quickly think of something in a situation and you might have to react instead. Um, but in terms of role-playing the fears you, uh, in, in terms of role-playing the fears, you want to, of course, avoid them. Um, and when faced with them, you'll behave a little more irrationally. Um, ultimately what you fear in the game though is up to you all uh children for example usually fear things that rationally they shouldn't fear and don't fear things that they ought to 
They're more likely to walk up to a stranger covered in blood to make sure they're okay than they are to open up their closets in the middle of the night. Um, and just in general, we don't have any kids, um, so we can sort of move on. But generally, children fear the unknown and what they can't see. Teens, we all remember it. It's all over the place. Uh, some teens are still scared of the things that scared them as kids, but they'll tend to be very tight-lipped about these fears. And no teen wants to admit that they're still scared of the dark, though... Teens are more scared of social isolation, losing friends, or embarrassing themselves. Um, but sometimes more mature th- teens or those who have lives have been rough will have more fears like an adult. So I'm going to leave that for uh, Brandon and Latia, what your fears are in that way, can kind of lead it. Um, for our two adults at the table, uh, Sharif and Tanya, few adults have fears that children have. And most of them aren't worried about the kind of things or social things that concern teens. Rather, um, they're typically afraid of things um, being taken away from them, whether it's their families, their homes, or their livelihoods. Um, some adults also fear realistic things gone wrong. Um, and there's nothing, uh, there's nothing saying that an adult can also can't be afraid of something that most adults aren't. Um, it's up to you, however that displays and builds itself out. So I'm going to give you all just a little bit more time um, to groove and uh, plan out your characters. Um, and I'm going to go back to chat and, uh, answer some questions. All right. I have it. It's so silly though. (laughs) You already got elected. I like that these are, no, I I like that these are common fears as as much as that they they can be common fears as much as they can be like existential. Oh, absolutely! Uh, it's a fun thing about this game because then uh, how it manifests itself can be really a good time. Um, mm. You're welcome, Raving Sock Monkey. I'm glad you're having a good time. I really love the system. It's really fun and it's cool to build out with people that you like playing with. And dude, I'll be real. My uh, back staircase doesn't like the power went out and the light. It had no light, and I for swore I saw a face in the darkness. And you can't tell me anything otherwise. Um, so <laughs> Magic Carp RPG, I I'm not gonna shame you for it. <laughs> I still um, I have a very irrational fear of the light switch in my garage because. <laughs> yeah. Once I went to turn it on and there was a house centipede sitting on top oh. of it. And, um, well, thank you. you know, con- con- content, content warning bugs. I'm super sorry. But yeah, I don't like house centipedes yeah. at all. Well, thank you. So, <laughs> They're not there to be liked. <laughs> <laughs> they, they shouldn't be there at all. Yeah. Do we feel uh, good to talk about fears, y'all? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, sure. Cool. I'm still well, fleshing them out. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm cool. We can get you. We can get you less. And also, these fears, um, if you don't want to talk about them, uh, I just need to know as uh, your game master. But for now, um, we can just sort of, if you want to talk about them, we can. Um, but yeah, uh, we had uh, who went first last time? I think it was uh, was it you, Tanya, or was it uh, Sharif? Oh, I think it's true. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I think um, well, then, do you want to go first with your fear? You said that you kind of knew your fear. If you want to, let me ask. Do you want to share your fear? Yeah. Me. Yeah. Or Shri. Uh, uh Tanya playing Colleen. Do you want to share your fear? Okay. 
Um, so this may be weird yeah. and it would be irrational. Um, but late night phone calls. Late night phone uh, calls. Partially because, you know, when she got the call about her parents, oh. it was super late at night. Uh-huh. And she was alone in a dark, this big dark house. Mm-hmm. And normally, she doesn't get phone calls like that. Yeah. So, anytime the phone rings, like at an odd time of the evening, it kind of freaks her out. So, uh, I'm going to out my age a little bit here. But uh, in uh, when 9-11 happened, I was in fourth grade. And when that happened... I remember the school announcements did not come on. And then anytime the school announcements would not come on for whatever reason, I was terrified that it was like a national mm. disaster. So like definitely, mm. definitely vibe that association that that might happen. I like that. Very cool. Um, well, I, I threw it. Sharif, you sounded like you were ready. Um, what mm-hmm. is your fear? If you want to share. Oh, my fear is eating cookies while I have to talk. <laughs> um, no, my fear, um, my fear is Archie. So, Ooh. as I said before, uh, Clyde works, um, you know, kind of like to make some money on the side mm-hmm. um, at the peach farm. Um, and uh, old man Archie. Um, well, I, well, I'll say it's, it's a general fear of... Um, uh establishment and like other adults mm-hmm. be- because Clyde feels like the other people that he used to hang out with put him in the position as the adult mm-hmm. or the older kid be because of April mm-hmm. but the adults put him in the in the perspective of being like too young to really know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so he's kind of like in the middle where like no you know so like he is definitely um you know, fears um, being put in that box. And like right now, Archie is definitely putting him in that box. So, so like that general fear right now is channeled through um, Archie. Archie. I like that. Very cool. Very, very cool. Awesome. Uh, Latia or Brandon, do you want to go next? Um, I wrote for fear uh, since he's, you know, yeah, he has a teenager. He has a fear of growing old. Um, and with his current situation with his sexuality, he is very confused and he, he has a fear of not knowing how to love someone growing up Yeah, and how to show affection as his real self. I like that. Uh, now I want to give London a hug. Uh, and then Micah, what are you scared of? If you don't want to share, you don't have to, but. No, it's this is yeah. fine. Um, she's scared of. I I pulled on my own fear of house puppies. Uh-huh. Uh, she's scared of raisins. Scared of ra- uh, mm. this, this isn't this isn't a rational fear. <laughs> she bit into a chocolate chip. She bit into an oatmeal raisin cookie that she thought was a chocolate chip mm. cookie as a kid, and the taste was not very. Good. I like that. <laughs> Micah is scared of raisins. <laughs> and um, go ahead. Uh, no, it's good. Oh, she's scared of uh, deep water. So when she goes swimming, she won't go oh, super far mm-hmm. out. Um, and then um, with her parents being gone so frequently, she's afraid that one day they won't come back. Won't come 
back. Perfect. Okay. We've got uh you've got your fears, we've got your motivations squared away. Colleen's scared of late night phone calls because uh her parents who passed, um, that's how she found out. Cloyd is afraid of Archie because particularly like he is uh like everybody um putting him into a box and not allowing him to prove that he isn't a kid anymore. Um he's kind of not defined by his past, but is trying to do something more, and Archie is limiting him. London is scared of growing up and how to show affection to his real self, and Micah is scared of raisins, deep water, and uh, afraid her parents won't come back. Perfect. I love this. Um, and then the final touch. I want. I want to just do this. We're going to talk about trope-specific questions, and then I want you to give uh, character descriptions so the audience can sort of think about what your characters look like. So think about that. Um, while I also ask. This is the last thing, um, major, like, kind of big thing. What is in your character's backpack? And this can be literally mm. and figuratively. So, basically, what are items are you never without? For children or teens, these might be literally in their backpack. Or for adults, this might be what's always in the trunk of your car. Like, what do you always have on you? Ultimately, though, they're wherever would make the most sense for you. Um, but figuratively speaking, the backpack is also a good place to list advantages that you have over other people. While this doesn't have to consider all the ways that you are privileged, it would be a good place to think about more intangible resources that are at your disposal. So Colleen um, never has to worry about paying the bill for her food, right? Like that, that could be something that's in your backpack. Um, or if I, let's say if I was playing a character named Giselle, my backpack might indicate that her parents are exceptionally supportive. And do everything they can to give her the resources to succeed at school. Um, someone else's backpack, on the other hand, might indicate, um, let's say his name is uh, um, Frank, that his bad relationship with his parents give him a strong sense of self-reliance and ability to do for himself. These intangible resources in your backpack um, won't have a mechanical impact on the game, but they should give you um, your places to turn if you need help in getting out of a problem. So this is just something for you to like draw back on. Like if you're stuck on something, you can look at your backpack and be like, hey, what do I feel comfortable and confident in reaching out to um, for those intangible things? There might also be just like literal things like um, Micah always has a ham radio on them in their backpack uh, for whatever reason. Um, or uh, if we want to get really specific, uh, Clyde's car um, doesn't have a lot of nice things, but he does have an eight track, the way of listening to the future put in there um but yeah so this one also just to think about uh, listen to some tunes a little bit as we write it out but yeah um just think what is in your backpack and chat once again feel okay. free to ask questions i'll be here Were cell phones weren't a thing in 1989 or were they the giant like I, I, like you know the bricks yeah 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 um i'm gonna look up uh first appearance um when did cell phones first appear uh so 73 actually you had bricks so they were still there i don't think they were really popularized till like the yeah. mid like like late 90s early 2000s right okay yeah, yeah they weren't consumer 
and then yeah. like military and business people. My, had. my grandmother, when I was probably, I don't know, six or seven, had not a big mm. one, but like not not a brick one, but she had like one of the, it was probably about that big and it flipped. Oh, yeah. So they were a, they were a thing, but I think um, like Intrax says in chat, uh, pagers were more pagers. The, were the vibe and we could even say car phones let's put that like car phones yeah. are relevant at okay. this point let's look, put that technology there um i i have and for cherry drop uh rue i haven't um i don't run kids on bikes often um the last time i ran it was uh for gen con um and i had a, a blast but um yeah it's just a really fun system um and it for me and my gm style i really like it because it's very collaborative um and that's it's a fun way to make uh, make games. Um, oh, the Nokia phone can't the brick like the the phone that I put through my washing machine twice and still ran. Yeah, that came out in nineteen eighty seven. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I definitely remember we had beeper stores and they did sell phones, but no one had them. Like they were on. Cause like you, you I remember the plans as well. Yeah. At that time. Were like you know, that's that's five minutes a month, and you could only call local. Right. Like if you called an, another area code, <laughs> you had to pay. You know, it was ridiculous. I feel that. Cool. Uh, how we how we doing, y'all? Feeling? Uh, I'm just gonna get yeah, a check in. Yeah. yeah. Good. Ooh. Although I feel more and more like. I'm mimicking what Micah would do versus <laughs> what the loner weirdo would actually do. What? Do what you want. The trope. I'm rubbing off. I'll on be. Re- I'll be real. The trope is just there to get yourself started. Like if you feel Colleen leaning into a little bit more of this identity, run with it. I would much have that than um, feeling like you're pigeonholed to the trope. Oh, I know. I just feel like as I'm typing stuff, I'm like. Oh, I sound more like I'm like a conspiracy theorist and paranoid. You know what's crazy is that could be why Micah is like the way they are, though. They could have picked it up from like the one person that they uh, like yeah. their role model, right? Like that could be that could be the vibe. But we'll think about it. Sit on it. You got we got some time. Uh, oh my god, I like this. This is very fun uh cool so um that is we got our backpacks settled um do you guys want to share what's in your backpacks uh i'll share i'll share one thing because i think it's really cool um so we were kind of mentioning the as far as like the conspiracy theory goes like the the pepe sylvia like wall of red yeah um micah has a scrapbook of Corrington Quarterly articles that are like, you know, for for lack of a better word, like highlighted and like things have been circled where she's like, this is clearly about the peach uh-huh. farm. This is about the, you know, the haunted house. This is, you know, she's got this big old article, this big old like scrapbook of like things that she has collected probably over the last, I say she's, she's picked this up probably really hard over the last five years or so Heck yeah um that's just full of everything that is like corroborating her awkward conspiracy theories about the town i love it i love the scrapbook like it's got to be somewhere right you got it like you you it's almost like 
your your holy text. You can like script it like, hey, if you look back on this day and mm-hmm. very cool. I like that. Um uh let's see, uh Brandon, what is something that's in your backpack that you want to share? Yeah, I felt like it's kind uh, of go for it. Uh he has a a journal, um, several packs uh-huh. of gum, um, and a map. Very dope. A map, a journal, and several packs. Yeah. Breath has to be fresh. You never know who you're going to be chatting mm-hmm. with. I like that. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, Clyde, what's in your... Is it a backpack? Is it a trunk? Is it a duffel bag? What, what is it for you? Uh, it's a it's a duffel it's bag. It's a duffel bag? Um, yeah, so uh, uh, Clyde, um, by the way, who has a... Uh, like, he has other people take care of April. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's often not with April, but he still has... Uh, kid stuff, yeah. you know, clothes, uh, first aid kit, all that kind of uh-huh. stuff. Um, but the main thing that he has that he really likes um, is a frisbee. Uh, so he keeps a frisbee uh, with him um, because he like always wants to, you know, in 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 his quest to like not be kind of held back or or to be known for other stuff. He's trying to teach himself different sports. Very cool. Um, so. Like especially since his suspicions of London of uh, cheating uh, in London sport, he's like, "Hey, I want to like you know, I want to try to get up." So he's you know, fr- frisbee is like his like, current thing, like his current sport Heck that yeah. he's uh, trying to do. I know this isn't the vibe, but there's a part of me that's like, "Hey, I need to get my GED. I know I'm 25, but put me on the high school team. Let me just like crush these 16 year olds real fast." Uh, I don't, I don't think that's about, I'm, I just like, <laughs> I'm just vibe, writing, but, uh... I'm just writing a comedy scratch in my head right now. Like that. Thank you for that inspiration. <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds like a, like an Adam Sandler movie oh, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I think that scene was in Billy <laughs> Madison somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Like a, <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. Wow. And then, uh, let's go to Colleen. Colleen, what is in your backpack and what is your backpack? If, if it's, uh, her backpack is really the trunk of her car. I'm trying to think of what would she drive? Like her one thing that she's kind of flashy about is her wheels. Mm. Um, and so she's got like a classic car, but she keeps it in perfect running condition. Mm. And um, so she's got a go bag, cash, copies of everything <laughs> just in case. You're you're Ooh. ready to you're Ron Swanson wow. out of here. I love this. Passports. <laughs> yeah. Like she's ready cuz she's determined basically yeah. if one more bad thing happens in her life. She's like deuces f this money. I'm out. That's what they make debit cards for if debit cards existed then. <laughs> oh, or bank books. <laughs> oh or like oh, oh my god, we saw bank books back then. You you have a checkbook that you're balancing. Like you you were doing that. Oh, <laughs> oh you're god. balancing. Yeah. Sweet. I love that. Like give me that checkbook. <laughs> and she she's got one of those Nokia phones but nobody knows about it but her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only in the go bag. It's only when nah, push yeah. comes to shove. I like that. Dude, that's perfect. Um, well, that is, guys, that's everything that sort of defines um, your character that we sort of went through. Uh, we built the world. Um, obviously, there were some trope-specific questions that I gave to you all that were in um, your trope that you can answer as you will. Uh, feel free to, like, fill those out for you just so you know what that is. But um, I think this is mm-hmm. a great time. Let's describe our characters. Let's do physical descriptions. Um, some folks can get a vibe off of that. 
Um, and for this, I'm just going to go back to the original round robin. Uh, let's start off with Clyde. What does Clyde look like? Uh, Clyde is... Um, Clyde Rutherford. I'm sorry. First and last names now. Clyde Rutherford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. put some respect on my name, please. <laughs> um, Clyde, uh, he's uh, pretty tall. Um, you know, he's he's uh, probably, like I'd say, 6'3 or so. Okay. Um, so he's fairly tall um but as i said before not really as sports person but everybody assumes that like he is um scraggly hair um i guess if you if you had to compare him to someone that you probably know i'm thinking like shaggy okay from scooby-doo so he's tall um you know uh, his like his like hair is kind of all over the place um he wears like uh he he has like a various di- different colors of beanies um that like he wears um and he's um his hair is all over the place but he always has kind of like a like a clean shaven uh like his facial hair like like always looks like it is on point the the hair might be the hair on top of his head might be wild but his face is always shaved yeah face is always shaved always super clean i like that awesome uh tanya would you would you be so kind as to describe colleen Sure, Colleen's about, you know, 5'5", five, five, uh, medium brown skin, and she's got, you know, like the two uh, thick braids, Latia probably knows exactly what I'm talking about, where you like braided your hair in the two parts, and, uh, you know, even though she's in her early 20s, she still has like the um the ball things on the ends of her braids, yeah. um, you know, nod to her lost childhood uh-huh. and teen years. And uh, hazel green eyes, and she's like not she's not super fit, but she she's like in that thick in the like seventies eighties fly girl way, um, and you know dresses like a twenty something that has no real aim in life because she doesn't have to work, mm-hmm. she's too, she's out of school, and she makes a token appearance like once a week somewhere to like do charity but she basically is like a useless rich girl but has common sense i really want to i really want to get into the fact and we like we can talk about this after or maybe we can find a reason why is colleen still in quarantine why why don't she just go to the city and like i i want to chew on that 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 feels that feels good i got reasons Uh, i got reasons okay 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 i like this uh awesome let's move on to micah uh Latia, tell me a little bit about micah i had to find the picture to describe the hair that i <laughs> okay um so she is also uh brown skinned probably five five or five mm-hmm. six um so it's partially so she's got the french braids going in the front and then it like tapers out to like very curly hair. Like think not quite the picture I pulled up was the girl, the little girl from Kill Bill, Vivica Fox's daughter. Oh, oh yeah. So like yeah. that kind of curl, but it's French braided in the front and then it like kind of goes back. Like there's probably even like Bantu knots that lead to the the curly hair behind. Um so she dresses fashionable, but like I said, it's off the rack. It's not bespoke. Mm-hmm. So um whatever that is for the late 80s um her backpack is leather mm-hmm. yeah it's leather um and it's just like dark brown and um 
you know, dark brown eyes. She she looks she looks pleasant, but there is like that spark in her eye. I don't want to use the word manic because it's not what I'm going for, but like she's always looking mm. For things. <laughs> it's not. It's not wide eyed. Yes. It's alert eyes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. I yes. like that. Very cool. Um, and then let's get to London. Let's talk about London. What does London look like? Yeah. So uh, I imagine him kind of like you know he has brown skin, but he has blonde hair. But like he has a fade where the, on the fade it it's silver. Very cool. So he kind of looks like quicksilver yeah. a little bit. Um, he's always wearing his Leatherman jacket. <laughs> always. Um, wait, <laughs> always. Always. But, like, he's known for, like, the graphic tees uh, that he wears. I see. That's oh, the pop. Yeah, so it's, like, some of his favorite bands of, uh... And, and, and what, what, is, what is he into? Is he listening to, like, a Twisted Sister? Is he listening to Poison? Like, what... what? And this is something you can chew on and, and take your time with, but I'd love to, like, def- yeah. define your music style uh. I think he's very into rock, which people are very yeah, surprised yeah. by, especially uh-huh. during the era. But yeah, he's very, very cool. into rock. But he he's willing to listen nice. to anything. I like that. Yeah. Well, uh, folks, that is our party. We got uh, all of them described. I hope you all uh, like them. If anyone's a bit of an artist, feel free to make fan art. We love to showcase it and highlight it mm. on our Twitter. Uh, but yeah, cool. that is going to wrap us up for our session zero of uh, Rivals on Bikes. That's us playing Kids on Bikes, sponsored by blue microphone once again thank you all so much at blue for uh, letting us do this awesome stream um yeah uh let's go around and uh let's do some uh outros um yeah let's start off with uh let's go to latia uh hi it's me uh i'm latia jacques uh at latia jacques across all social medias i am micah kensington in this game of rivals on bikes slash kids on bikes this was super fun. Uh, thank you, Masood. I'm really excited to actually get into the the game next mm-hmm. week. Um, yeah, I'm on. I'm on Twitter. I don't have much else going on. This my normal uh, conspiracy in the stars dark matter game. This evening is not happening. We are taking a very small break, but we should be back doing that next week at uh, six p.m. Central. So very dope. Other than that, I'm on Twitter. Come find nice. me. Nice. And then let's go round robin. Uh, let's go to Tanya next. Hey, I'm Tanya, Cypher Tier Everywhere. Um, I have too much going on this week. Uh, no Aegon tonight because um, our friends who run it are on a bit of a move, etc. But uh, Tuesday evening, I'm going to be running a charity Dragon Age game with Roll20. Thursday night is my regular Dragon Age game I DM over at Wandering DM's channel. Saturday is Dungeon Crossing. On my channel and Gary Witta's channel, where we combine D and D and Animal Crossing, and then uh, next Sunday we're back here for an act for actually digging into this world we just all built together. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be dope. I'm excited. There's a lot of cool stuff to mm. keep in track of, uh, and I can't wait to get back into it. Clyde Rutherford, aka Sharif Jackson, uh, tell the folks who you are. Sure, ClydeRutherford.com, which I'm gonna <laughs> set up next. Uh, 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 you can go to SharifJackson.com, S-H-A-R-E-E-F-Jackson.com. Link to all my thingies there. Um, my YouTube site, Game Was Good. Uh, my teaching and tutoring sites and all that good stuff. And I'm Sharif Jackson on all social media networks as well. 
Um, don't really have anything coming up individually that's not collectively uh, with this group. Um, but uh, I will say that I had a great time doing some stuff for Jasper's game day recently. Uh, I uh, D- DM'd a fun game called Party All the Time. Uh, mm-hmm. and I played a uh, fun game as well with Michael Crit. So, yeah, so um, catch me on the up and up on the tweeters. Heck yeah. And then last but not least, Brandon, tell the folks who you are and where they can find you. Yes. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Brandon. Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at IamBrandonTV. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at IamBrandon. Um, nothing much coming up, but um, yeah, I'm excited yeah. to play. yeah. Uh, hey, and it's me, uh, Masood, your GM. Uh, you can find me on the internet at Rudeboy, M-A-H-R-U-D-E-B-O-I. Um, and besides being part of this wonderful group of folks uh, over on Rivals, you can also catch me on Tuesday nights playing Mythic Odysseys of Theros, sponsored by Roll20. Um, it's Things are getting good. We're in Close War season finale. It's spicy. Uh, on Thursdays, you can find me on the Indoor Recess uh, crew uh, Twitch, playing Once Upon a Game, where Katie May and I uh, dive into narratively driven video games and analyze them um, with our pretentious caps on and have a good old time right now we're diving into the world of psychonauts like truly my favorite game um from my childhood i love it so much um but yeah and then i'm here with rivals doing awesome stuff um and we're gonna be back next sunday we've got some awesome stuff lined up uh in the rest of september and going into uh october um which you can check out on our twitter we've got um we can talk about stuff now, right? Like we can definitely show. We, we, yeah, everything is is announced, etc. Yeah, yep. We're gonna be doing some some awesome stuff for the D and D celebration. We're also doing some cool things for Pax Online. Um, all of those mm-hmm. dates and information is over on our Twitter, Arrivals of Waterdeep. Also, there's so much happening. There's so much happening. Um, the biggest thing that's happening, if you don't know, um, we uh, basically worked out a deal where we're now open to be supported by all of you all. If you like this sort of content that we made, if you like uh, and want to see us explore other worlds besides Waterdeep and other game systems, the best way to do that is to go and head over to our Patreon um, and support us there. Um, With uh, your support, we can bail out time and our schedule to provide you great content and entertainment. And that's what we love to do. So, uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Am I forgetting anything or um the new season starts september 27th yes. uh the new season of Waterdeep starts september 27th uh be sure you're there y'all um though i'm sure you won't forget it because you're gonna stay here every sunday between now and then uh to keep up with rivals on bikes um but without further ado uh thank you so much for hanging out uh we've been rivals of Waterdeep, and we'll be back uh next week see ya <laughs>